Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 117 of Thirst and Goal. That's pretty crazy, Ben. 117. <laughs> I think we need the round of applause right there. My name is Friday. Across the table for me is Ben, and we are a show about NFL football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe, and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert just like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com. We are not modest and we don't care. Well, at least I don't care. Franny's uh, a little more modest than I, I am. I would say I'm a little more modest than you, but I think that's the East Coaster in you, Ben. Uh, you know, don't ask, don't get. <laughs> Franny, how was your week this week? You know, it was a fast week, Ben. I mean, it, it's, uh, it actually flew by. And, fast. I mean, last week seemed like it dragged a little bit, but this week, for some reason, just completely flew by. What about you, Ben? Life was good. Actually, not a bad week this week. I mean, it was long, mm-hmm. but it was not a bad week, all things considered. Getting better weather out uh, here. I love it. I love it. A little windy, but we don't have our winter jackets yeah, I on. We're in a light sweater. Tonight. Yeah, so that's nice. No hats. Finally. No it's hoodies. Gonna be in the 80s next week. Next Saturday's going to be in the 80s. I love this time of year. I think, I think springtime in L.A. is probably my favorite. Absolutely. Uh, and it, I mean, it was just nice. It was really nice today. Oh, beautiful. Friday, what are you drinking over there? Uh, ben, I am continuing to drink the few straight bourbon whiskey. It's a great bourbon on its own, but I am mixing it with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of the Canada Dry oh, Club Soda. Name brand. Fancy pants. Club Soda. None of that. None of that First Street. Yeah, First Street. First Street yeah. Club Soda or whatever that yeah. was from Smart and Final. Or I'm sure it comes from the same what, plant. Yeah, whatever but, the Target brand is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what it moves? Or is it moves or something? It has little arrows on it. Or yeah. like, I don't even know what the hell it is. But it's all, it all comes from Canada Dry, I'm yeah, sure. Uh, from probably, Schweppes. Yeah. yeah. And I. No, Schweppes, <laughs> Schweppes is a name brand. There yeah, you. that's true. We have that's some true. In the house too. I am also drinking or continuing to drink a little bit of the Dutch. Courage Dry Gin, a beautiful summer gin from Holland that finally picked up for me a couple weeks ago. It is an awesome gin, gin for the warm weather. Uh, just the right amount of juniper, just the right amount of botanicals. Is it's it perfect a really, for the weather? It's perfect for warm weather. Uh, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with uh, with botanicals and and juniper and, and a really heavily spiced gin mm-hmm. with her gin and tonic in the warm weather. See, I wouldn't know that. I don't drink too much gin. So, you know, coming from a gin expert like you, Ben, well, if I ever do drink gin in the summertime, and now I know what to choose. Get away from the tangeray and expand <laughs> your horizons, folks. Frane. What are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, a Ben, busy on the week this week. Board. It was a busy week. On the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there and our call to action as well. <laughs> call to it's, action. It's on the agenda. And we also <laughs> I have our, take that off the our, agenda. No, I love it. We also have our feel good story, Ben, another feel good story. Uh, it's It's been quite a few weeks now that we've had a feel good story on the podcast every week since the end of the season. And I love these stories, especially the AA Ron one. I'll find and another one. We Maybe also, he was doing something. Where do you find these though? Do you just like it's a lot of research. Yeah. 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 It seems I mean because it's 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 easy to find the bad news, but not the good news that these players do for their communities. Oh, for sure. You know, the media doesn't really focus on that. 
Yeah. Because you don't get too many readers. If you sh- if you search NFL player donates yeah. or NFL player arrested, you, <laughs> it's a lot easier to find the latter category and a lot of news about it, even if it's not even really a yeah. particularly important. Let's focus on the good stuff, people. Yeah. Come I mean, on. but that's what people want positive, to see, apparently. Positive vibes, Ben. Yeah. And we also have our shot of the week. It is our first shot with absinthe. We haven't had absinthe in any of our shots. We've used a ton of you know, liqueurs and just different types of spirits in our shots. But this week is our first time that we're using absinthe. We don't have a name just yet, but by the time we do take the shot, we'll have a name for this shot. But absinthe in the shot with a little bit of Malibu uh, rum and a little bit of pineapple juice that came in a can for some reason. Absinthe make the heart grow fonder. Oh, that's a perfect one. <laughs> we'll just go with that. You're going to have to repeat that later because I'm going to forget. I'll forget it, too. <laughs> and we'll just record back. And uh, we also have our distillery history from Kaulala. I'm, I think that yeah, I'm not you're sure going to exactly. have to pronounce it because yeah, I, don't Kale, have, I don't have Kale, a. I, have something. I'm not exactly I haven't sure mastered that one. Neither have I. There's actually uh, all of these distilleries <laughs> I have not mastered. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's it's English, right? I yeah, mean, how about Ardbeg? Could you, yeah, can Ardbeg's you just name easy. them all Ardbeg? Like a easy. Yeah. You know, by Bunabin. Bunabin. Yeah. Bu- I can't Bru- get that one. Bruladick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of difficult. We're going to have to get a, a Scottish person on the show just for that. We're going to have to contact somebody over there just so we know how to pronounce this stuff. Too many consonants, folks. Yeah. And we also have our beverage of the week. Uh, we have the Glenfiddich 12. It's funny. I mean, this is a very common scotch that people grab off the shelf, but it's not something we've actually. Yeah, on the surprising, show. We've, actually. We've had other 12 years on, like the Tomatin 12. We've had, you know, the Glenlivet, I think, 12. We probably had on the show. We had the Glen Moranger, uh, I don't know, probably 10 or 12. Long time ago. Um, and, you know, there's there's been a few others. Glen Ross? Glen Ross 12 year. But for some reason, this one, which is very common, we have not tried it. We'll definitely sample this on the show. Uh, you know, I tried it a long time ago. I kind of forgot how it tasted. I always gravitated towards the Glenlivets, never really the Glenfittiches. Uh, so we'll definitely give that a shot. And we also have our beer of the week. Uh, the beers that we've tried the last few weeks have been uh, homegrown beers. But yeah. Ben, we're, we're moving uh, across the pond. Uh, Finally, yeah, it's warm know, weather. Seriously, it's a Pils. It's a Pils nerf. It's from uh, from Germany. It's the Kolbitze. I think I'm saying that okay. Probably. Yeah. Kolbitze. Probably. Kolbitze Heide. It's great with schnitzel. Braure. Yeah, it goes great with schnitzel <laughs> and meat. <laughs> Drenched in sauce. Yeah, but like you said, Ben, it's warming up outside. It's time for some of those lighter Pilsner beers. So we'll give that a shot. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, for anyone, first up on the big board. First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. All right, it was another busy week of NFL news. We didn't really touch on this one last week, and I am loath to even touch on it this week. Mm -hmm. But the entire sports world is talking about it, so we must. Deshaun. Watson. With each additional allegation against Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, it becomes more and more difficult to downplay or explain away the situation. 24 at 24? least. 24? Last week it was 12. I think it's up. Maybe next Actually, week. I think be... there was another lawsuit filed. I think it's up to 20 lawsuits. Uh, maybe, and 20... maybe 48 by next week. It might, it might be. Uh, 24 women and counting have accused Watson of misconduct, including sexual assault during massages. More may soon file suit, and he's up to 20 lawsuits as of today. It's becoming a more and more significant distraction for the league, the Texans, and Watson, especially since Watson's team has done hardly anything to push back against these charges. And so the question becomes whether the NFL eventually will push Watson out, out of the league, until all these cases are resolved. At some point, the sheer volume of the allegations overpowers the situation with 13, what, 20 cases filed, 
and up to nine more expected or nine more expected as of last weekend with the NFL. Will the NFL exercise its broad power to place Watson on the exempt list? That would have significant consequences for Watson and the Texans. Watson would be barred from practicing or playing. The Texans, however, would be required to pay Watson his salary. The, the Texans could end up getting the short end of this one more than $10 million in 2021. The question would then become whether the Texans would simply cut Watson to avoid paying him his salary and they, that he wouldn't be allowed to earn. I mean, Franny, uh, this is turning into a mess. And I then know. the Texans threw a little bit of salt and lemon in the wound this week by saying they were they were all ready to trade Watson right before this happened, uh, which probably may not be true. Yeah. Uh, but this is not I, yeah. a good it's not a good look situation for, right for Deshaun now. Watson. And this week he said, you know, he had sex with some of them consensually and others it was just a massage but that's not a particularly great answer yeah you know we yeah, don't but I know mean, I, I didn't know last week i mean last week we talked about it just a little bit um where you said there were some text messages there that were. were sent between him and um you know one of the women um that uh that was what press charges against him yeah yeah so i i had i mean i had no idea um but i mean i i actually saw some of those text messages this week it doesn't look good. It, no, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look, look good. good. It doesn't you look know, good. There's, there, that's definitely some evidence right there that could be used against him. Um, but and you know now, 24 women have come out. I mean, I'm not saying you know he's 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 you know guilty at all. We don't but, know. But you have to be fair. There is there. That's that's a lot of women coming out now. <laughs> it's I, you a know, lot it's, of women. Some of them are you know going actually using their actual names. Some are anonymous. And his lawyer Tony, I think it's Tony Busby. He made a name for himself many many years ago in a, in a in a in a employment, I think it was an employment lawsuit where he actually hired a forensic engineer to find text messages between his client and the defendant. He was able to get text messages off the phone. And at the time people had just sort of taken the phone company's word for it. Like, well, they're gone. We can't get them for you. Mm -hmm. And he was ultimately able to retrieve them off the phone. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's more text messages coming from some of these phones, even if they were deleted, but yeah. wow. whatever's out there, whatever you put out into the universe is still there. I mean, a text message, photo, whatever. I'm sure you, there's some way you can find those. But things. how do you, you know, obviously, obviously, if these charges are, you know, if they're corroborated, if they're true, you know, we Deshaun Watson should take the punishment that is coming his way. But he, how do you, how are you not smarter than that? Yeah. You yeah. just, you know, I mean, bringing, for, he literally printed a non-disclosure agreement off like legalzoom.com himself and was having people sign this at his house. I mean, not a very, not aware, not a finely tuned uh, operation that he was yeah, running there. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's a young guy that makes a lot of money and it seems like a lot of young guys that make a lot of money run into these sorts of problems and makes uh, Le'Veon Bell like yeah. getting, getting his watches stolen. Look yeah, like no, a walk no, in the I'm park. Not, I'm not saying the guy is guilty of any of this stuff. You know, I mean, it, it, it just might be, you know, charges brought against him from, women that maybe are desperate for some for some cash or or it could be true i mean it, it could be either or um but you know it's definitely going to be difficult for him moving forward for the texans moving forward as far as trades as far as him moving to a different team um i mean they like you said i mean they might be stuck with deshaun watson they might have to cut deshaun watson from it, three potential draft picks in a yeah, trade yeah to and they could have gotten nothing. rid of him. They could have gotten rid of him. Really, it I mean, they, they, nothing. Yeah, they could have gotten rid of him, and it, it, this he, would all be someone else's problem. Exactly. Exactly. It might be the Eagles' problem. It might <laughs> it be Miami's be. problem. Yeah, you were talking about it yeah. earlier this year. I'm glad that trade didn't go through. Yeah. If you're an Eagle fan. Yeah. Exactly. But in Miami, I mean, there was other destinations that he was, you know, uh, you know, there were possibilities. 
Um, but, but wow, uh, yeah, I know <laughs> the Texans now, you know, hindsight is always 2020. They're probably thinking like, wow, we should really trade this guy. Yeah, well, in February when he was really pushing back on us, when yeah. his agent was really, you know, stirring up, you know, things in the media, maybe, you know, and we decided to take the, you know, take the more sort of slash and burn approach and say, well, if you don't want to play, don't play. Well, now he might not be able <laughs> now, to at all. Yeah, that's three because of legal issues. At least three, right? At least three first round picks that he probably they probably would have been able well, to I mean, get. Look at Russell plus Wilson. the players. Look what was offered for Russell Wilson, and I would say it would probably be on the same level as Russell Wilson. At least three, maybe even four first round picks Seven. or some second round picks. I mean, I mean they would have given up a boatload for Deshaun Watson. Now, now could be nothing. Exactly. I mean, he's and he's seven years younger than. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, you would it, it might have been a four first round pick yeah. deal, and now he could end up getting cut or potentially on the commissioner's exempt list, and the, the Texans will have to pay him and eat his salary for the year against the cap and out of pocket. Uh, but this this that situation devolved quickly. Yeah, it escalated quickly. <laughs> it escalated yeah, for sure. Escalated quickly. I mean, it was, it was one one woman. At the, I mean, now it's up to twenty four. You know, women. Uh, I, they they you know. If he was in Houston, I'd be, I'd be like, you know, well, he's in Houston. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, they do have a yeah. problem. And, I mean, it, it doesn't look good for him, at least it, from the PR perspective, yeah, regardless no. of what happens with the investigations or the lawsuits. No, just looking at those text messages, though. Not not ideal. No, no, not at all. It's better just to keep quiet. Just don't, don't say anything. Don't text, you know, just just keep your phone quiet. Or talk on the phone. Or even that. Too. Or, or yeah, you know, don't don't. I'm not trying to tell people how to get away. Yeah, with no, this. no, not. But like you know, I'm not saying he's guilty. Obviously, yeah, he's, I mean, it could have been know. consensual. It could have been consensual, and and uh, you know, but just don't put it out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good for him, not good for Watson. So you know, I think the league probably will end up putting him on the exempt list for this season. I just think it's too many allegations, too many women, too many lawsuits, and if there's a criminal charge filed as yeah. a consequence of this, I I think the league will have to put him on the exempt list at least until. You know, this runs its course, and the civil lawsuits could take a long, long time to run their course. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, from threatening the Houston Texans, yeah, refusing to play, refusing to come into camp and play, demanding a trade, to and having all the leverage, all yeah. the leverage in the world uh, as the team's only real asset. You know, only real asset that will get yeah, butts, got rid of everybody else. Yeah, butts in those seats come come September and October, and to having no leverage at all. To like literally having no leverage at all, shocking. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I didn't realize it was up to twenty four one, but wow, <laughs> it's uh, problem. Next week it'll, we'll probably be talking about forty eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean it's, all, it's been a short off season. I mean, even he, I don't think that's forty eight days. Yeah. <laughs> at as, least forty eight separate days, long, right? But you know, I mean, I you know, I. Ouch. Yeah, there are. <laughs> he's got some issues there. He's got. He's definitely got some problems. This is why you have an agent. Yeah. I mean, this is what the agents get. You might paid want to, to hire do. a spokesperson too. Yeah, a PR person, and and you know, yeah, somebody out there just to deal with this mess. Yeah, and it's funny because his lawyer is like this bombastic, you know, showman type lawyer, and he's and, and Rusty Harden, who's who the who Deshaun Watson is hired. He's he's sort of like the Matlock character. Like, oh shucks, folks, we're just here to talk about a man who was wrongly accused. Who among us has not been wrongly accused? I mean, it's just, it's funny the juxtaposition between the two lawyers was one's like, yeah. you know. That was pretty good, man. You're, you're actually not, you're not, you're not good with like, uh, actual, accents, but that was, that was a good accent. Yeah, right I could there, do, yeah. I could do, I could do, you know, a, a typical American accent like myself, and I could do a Southern American accent. That, oh, and that's sure. about it. And that's about all I could do. All right, Friday. Not Scottish, that's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. 
Uh, Friday, are you ready to move on? Let's, let's move on. It's <laughs> tough for him. Yeah, it's not uh, not uh, not ideal. Oh, next up, we got the NFL TV deal. They've signed a huge deal this past week. Uh, the NFL will earn a total of one hundred and thirteen billion with a B dollars from the new deal, which runs through the twenty thirty three season. And Friday, this doubles. The revenue from the last TV deal. This is what they were suspecting when Jerry Jones went out and handed Dak Prescott all that money. Under the new contract, uh, there won't be very many changes from a network standpoint. CBS, NBC, ESPN, and Fox will still be airing games, but there'll be plenty of other changes coming. Uh, one contract that's still up in the air is the direct TV deal for Sunday Ticket, and that currently runs through the 2022 season. So, and that's how I watch my television football so please don't raise the price on that from four hundred dollars and something to eight hundred dollars and something they might have to know there are limits to what we, order, to we will pay one, to get to 113 billion dollars ben they might have to yeah I'll, I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna mint an nft with my <laughs> username and password just to get my money back uh but I don't know if you're but there will be some there will be some ch- uh, changes this year friday uh monday night games will not be carved in stone monday night games along with sunday night games will be able to be flexed monday double headers will be happening more often which is something i'd love to hear your thoughts on i'm not a big fan of it because people work exactly and who's that time to on watch the west coast two games yeah on the west coast it's kind of difficult yeah i mean the games come on the first game comes on at like three in the afternoon or something yeah, like no. that it's like that uh when the pittsburgh uh, Steelers game got flexed to like a wednesday was, yeah, or something like a or a Wednesday Thursday, at one third, twelve thirty in the afternoon. I mean, I was off that day, and so I got to watch that game. It was, it was, it was, um, it was a closer game than yeah, I expected than it to been. be. Yeah, against yeah the, Steelers, against the Steelers Ravens. beat the Ravens with yeah. no players on the Ravens. Uh, starting in twenty twenty three, there will be a total of three Monday night doubleheaders. That's that's kind of disappointing, yeah, especially if that's your team playing and you have mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday doubleheaders during the final week of the season. The NFL doesn't usually play Saturday games, but they're going to be playing Saturday games oh, come on. that aren't <laughs> playoff games. At the end of the season, they're trying to make as much money as they can. Yeah, it's like every day there's a football game. Uh, Nickelodeon games are still going to have those Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon games, but those geez. will also be aired on another channel. So if you want, if you like slime, I guess that's good. Uh, Thursday night football is headed to Amazon. So Amazon Prime is going to be carrying the Thursday night game along probably with the NFL network. Uh, one international game will air exclusively on ESPN plus. That's stupid. So ESPN's new streaming service. Oh, do you, wait. ESP, there's is there are, are there any streaming services available yeah. right no, now no. that have a plus in them? Uh-uh. Are there any? Except uh, for every except single for, <laughs> one, <laughs> and they all have one good show. And why is it a plus? Because yeah. you have to pay for it. That's a minus for me. Yeah, exactly. It's just ESPN, uh, you know, online. Why? I mean, yeah. what do you mean plus? Yeah. Like right. I already pay for it. Like I pay for Dish, and Dish yeah. pays ESPN. Why do I have to pay now for another service of theirs? Yeah, Dang I mean, at least ESPN. HBO called it HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, but it's just the same shit you get on ES, you know, on HBO, but with more stuff. Yeah, it's too much, too much math. Uh, so ESPN Plus, along with Paramount Plus and the Amazon Plus and Amazon Prime, uh, so they'll get one game that you won't be able to see unless you. Ha- and if that's like the Steelers Eagles game that you can't see uh, unless you have ESPN Plus, yeah. and I am not paying. I don't want to pay for ESPN. I might, not, I might not Plus. pay for the Eagles next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pay for a rebuild on ESPN+. Plus. Ugh, that's, I mean, a lot of this is very, very uh, problematic, if you ask me. Uh, NBA, NBC's Peacock streaming network will get exclusive. Peacock Plus? Yeah. Peacock, no. <laughs> no, there is one that you could pay for, I think. 
uh, will get exclusive exclusively air six regular season games from 2023 through 2028. Hmm. The NFL will be allowing NBC's Peacock service to exclusive exclusively stream one game per season. So that's another game people that, might not be able to see. That's that's not a porn site, is it? No, oh, okay. no, no. <laughs> but it's a terrible. Yeah. It has like there's literally nothing on Peacock. Yeah. Well, well like that you can't get on demand. That sounds like a good point. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> peacock, the Peacock Brazzers on Peacock or whatever the whatever the hustler on Peacock. Uh Paramount Plus. Peacock Hub. <laughs> peacock Hub. <laughs> Not in Utah. Well, they, they they tried to pass a oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. But only if five other yeah, yeah. states agree. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> That's uh, what they said. If five other states are on board with us, you know, we'll go back to pouring single shots <laughs> from, from bottles behind the bar like you're on an airplane. Uh, Paramount Plus is also coming up big. Paramount Plus uh, has been granted new and expanded rights for the streaming service, allowing the flexibility to distribute NFL games on the premium tier at $9.99 and $4.99 at supported tier that like, will debut debut in June. How much money do they need? But this is like, you need like a... I'm going to go broke need, watching all these You need games. like an MBA to yeah, figure pretty out... Pretty soon it's going to be like everything's going to be on streaming. I pay for every fucking It's going to be like a slide rule that they're going to have to give everybody uh, at the beginning of the NFL season where you like put the you put the team... And then your and then slide the team at the bottom, and, it and it'll, how much. it'll tell you like where that game is, like what network or what streaming service you can get that particular <laughs> game on, instead of just tuning in on Sunday like a normal fucking person. Yeah, uh, NFL can opt out of the deal after seven years, which they probably will do to get more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing, CBS, Fox, and NBC will each get three Super Bowls. Uh, ABC only gets two. Yeah, you know, I miss I miss ABC. Damn, that Monday. was a mouthful. I miss ABC Monday Night Games. You know, because it yeah, was, they had it was, a better was, crew. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was out there for the entire country to see. Now it's on ESPN. So if you don't have cable, you can't watch the game. You know, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it's crazy. Yeah, I know that was that was a long time ago when they switched over to ESPN yeah. from ABC. But ABC had the Monday Night Game forever. My I mean, whole was, childhood. Yeah, and I mean, I'm they old. used to have boxing. Remember the? Like, yeah, they, they, they had to have Muhammad Ali. I mean, they had the greatest. The wild boxers. world. ABC's yeah. wild world of sports. Now they have absolutely nothing. No, ABC. They're probably trying to get them that last Super Bowl away from them. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not. We're done with you, ABC. I missed that. I was, uh, you know. But what do you think, Friday? I mean, it, it's a lot of uh, pluses and streamings and peacocks and Paramount pluses and Amazon Prime. Like, and you know, I mean, we're just all football fans out here. I mean, just give us the fucking game. I mean, there's a lot of you know um, fans that go to the games that pay the ticket to go to the game. I mean, we already we already paid for you know Dish and you know uh, and for Direct TV, uh, Direct TV. And for Spectrum or whatever, I mean, you know, people are already paying a lot of money for those things. Now you're going to pay for these, you know, Paramount Plus, ESPN Plus, all this other bullshit. You're already paying 130, 140, 150, 160, whatever dollars a month for, you know, your cable. Now on top of that, you're going to pay another 9.99 or 4.99. I mean, those don't seem like, you know, large amounts of money. But if you keep on paying, well, it, but a it's 120 here, bucks for the year there, for this, 140 bucks for the year for that. You know, it's like you want Hulu, you want this, you want that. It's like you know, you pay you know five here, nine there. It comes out to like 20, 30, 40 extra dollars on top of what you're already paying. That's that's BS. Yeah, because Directv is probably going to lose the Sunday ticket in 2022. They're, I think they're owned by AT and T now, mm-hmm. and they'll probably lose the exclusive rights to that, and they'll probably move NFL Sunday ticket to some streaming service, and then it'll be another. Amount of money that you have to pay. Yeah, probably a lot too. I mean, maybe it'll make everyone watch their local games. I suppose. Yeah. Like everyone in LA will be a Chargers fan or a Rams <laughs> fan because not Chargers. Otherwise, it'll be too expensive to watch your there, own team. There still won't be any Chargers. Dear fans. Art Rooney the second, I can no longer watch Steeler games because no, it costs like, six hundred dollars a year. It's like that whole uh, Dodgers thing. You know, when the Dodgers moved over to Spectrum, 
And, uh, you know, there's not that many people out here that have a spectrum. And so you have Most to, people so, have DirecTV or Dish. Or, or, or Dish. I mean, those those are the, the, the two main, like, you know, uh, uh, well, cable companies, I guess. They're not really cable. It's, it's, it is Dish. Um, but I mean, it's, it's like, you know, a lot of people had issues watching Dodgers. It was like 20% of the people out here that had Spectrum and, you know, the Dodgers signed that huge deal with them and all of the hardcore fans were basically cut out of the entire yeah. deal. Uh, you for, know, of your local team. Yeah. And they, and they, they not, on, of the, not on the national yeah. scale, and they of played, your local team. Exactly. And they played on local channels. They played on KCAL 9, which is a local channel. They played, I mean, not that I paid attention anyways, but it's still... It's still a pain in the ass. I mean, that's your local team. It should be on a local channel where everybody should be able to tune in for free over the air yep. and not pay for it. Because the Lakers went to also, Time Warner when yeah, it was Time Warner. Yeah, but and, more and people then at least have, you know, more people at least have, you know, Time Warner and also um, uh, Spectrum. So it was on Time Warner and Spectrum. So they have that Lakers channel. I mean, I, I don't have it on Dish. Dish is lower in price than those other ones. That's why I, you know, I. Yeah, but it's your local that, team. There should be an exemption. Anything, still, though. But there should be an exemption yeah, for the local team. Ex- there should be. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you want to watch it, it, in other it, states, that's fine. But, you know, this is our team. This is our team. It's our city. Let's fucking be able to I watch mean, who, our team. I would have never thought that if you asked me that in, like, 1982 or something mm-hmm. when I was, you know, really getting into the Yankees. You know, that, that someday would I have to pay, you know, yeah, a cable fee and and get the Yes Network in yeah. addition just to watch my own team. Yeah, New York did this exact it's, same it's, thing. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and they need to do a better job of this, but they got 113 billion dollars. I think people, sh- I think the fans of these teams should get out there and protest on the streets. Yeah, I mean this this is a, I mean it's a good Whose deal for is them. It? Is it our team or is it somebody else's? Yeah, I mean it's just, I mean if I, if that Steeler game is on ESPN Plus, yeah, uh, no, I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna get ESPN Plus to yeah. watch one Steeler game. I'll have to get the highlights. Not this year. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> yeah definitely not. Well, this is Ben Roethlisberger's swan song. Actually, you know his Lynn maybe, swan song this year. Maybe if it's like you know maybe this if they're eleven and zero. Then it's probably best not to tune in <laughs> because we know what happens in. after eleven to zero. <laughs> the Chiefs, they are not. Friday, are you ready to move on? Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, fans that actually want to. You know what really watch the my game. ears? It's well, it's fucked up, man. I mean, come on, this is football. Mm-hmm. You want to be America's pastime, but exactly. you don't want anyone to watch it, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you want people to give up money they don't have to watch it. Uh, next up, the Tampa Bay Bucks are beefing up again, Friday. They're beefing up again. The Bucks offensive tackle Donovan Smith reached an agreement to a two-year $31.8 million contract extension through 2023 that now includes $30 million in guaranteed money. They also signed defensive tackle and Damakin Su has agreed to a one-year deal so? with Tampa Bay at $9 million fully guaranteed. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-signed running back Leonard Fournette to a one-year deal worth up to $3.25 million. Can you believe no one else offered him a lot more money than seriously. that? Oh my God. The deal could see Fournette earn up to 4 million with incentives. And that, that was somebody that, that, you know, the Steelers or the Seahawks should have been interested yeah. in for that price. Yeah. A lot of teams I would think would, you know, I mean, in Jacksonville, you know, he wasn't the greatest, uh, running back, but still, he was, though, a, he was solid for better, the Bucks. better than that amount of money. And he helped them get down the stretch last year yeah. and yeah. win that Super Bowl game mm-hmm. last year. How great it is to be able to run the ball in the playoffs. Right? Yeah, exactly. But what do you think about the Bucks? The Bucks are like, they're like the Brooklyn Nets. They took you know, they everybody took wants their... to everyone. Everyone in the NBA wants to go to Brooklyn right now because they think that's where they're where they're going to win win a ring. Uh, but that's nope, where nope, that's, nope. that's what that's. I'm what, a Nick. I still like my Knicks. The, I thought the, you were a Lakers fan. Well, I'm a Lakers fan, of course, yeah, because yeah. I live in LA and the Knicks suck. Uh, well, they are the eighth, I think they're the eighth or the ninth seed right now. 
Uh, but you and can't. Proud of it. But Brooklyn can. Well, they should be proud of it, considering what where they had been the last twenty years before that. Twenty only twenty. <laughs> well, since not, well, no, they had some good years in the nineties. In the late nineties, okay. But beyond that, before that, uh, yeah, exactly. Bad. But the the Knicks have to win before the Nets. That's just the way it is. But Franny, what do you think about the Bucks, man? They are uh, loaded. They're loaded. I mean, they're loaded, and and they should be the favorite to win. I mean, them and the Chiefs once again should be the favorites to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, you know that's just that's just the way it is when when you, when you put a good team together, when you have a, a a good quarterback, you know, the goat at the helm, people are going to want to play for you. Yeah, I mean, he's been on. You know, he's been in liquid liquid nitrogen since the the parade. He hasn't. No one's seen him since. So I assume he's. Yeah. Sitting next to Walt Disney somewhere, you know, waiting for the start of the season or waiting for training camp. They're going to defrost him and bring him out for the beginning of training camp. Be ready to go. But I mean, I give the Bucks a lot of credit. I mean, they were they locked up Godwin. They locked up. Uh, well, Evans was already locked up, but they were able to bring Gronk back. They were able to bring the offensive. They were able to beef up the offensive line even further. And they bring Fournette back, and they bring and Dominic and Sue back, and they bring and they get Donovan Smith. Yeah, Smith locked up, and they had uh, Shaq or Shaq. Uh, Shaq Barrett locked up. I mean, they 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 are going to be tough to beat in the NFC next year. Yeah, especially in the division now too. Whew. There's no breeze there. I mean, I mean, who is there in that division that can actually put up a good fight against them? I mean, Matty Ice. I I mean, that's the only team. But we've Teddy seen, B. I mean, we yeah no. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wish them all the best. But I mean, you know, Carolina's not going to be that great. Um, you know, well, they got McCaffrey coming back. He only has to run for three. That's true. But thirty five hundred yards even, for them to win the division. Even with him, I mean, yeah. Even with him, <laughs> they'd be maybe an eight and eight team. Um, you know, like you said, the Falcons too. But the Falcons have been pretty terrible the last couple of years. I mean, if they only won those games that they were, had the lead in the last two minutes, then they would have been most of their games. Yeah, exactly. Then the record would be better. But I mean, you just don't know what to expect from them. You know, I, it's going to be easy for them to win the division. It's going to be easy for them to roll into the playoffs. And once they're in the playoffs, you know, you got you got the goat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary. I mean, who would have thought that that the team to kick the Chiefs off their perch would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by a forty four year old yeah. Tom. Well, forty three now, going on forty four mm-hmm. year old Tom. Brady yeah. with Bruce Arians at the helm. I mean, who would have thought that? Well, nobody. But, you know, how the mighty have fallen. Friday, you ready to move on? Let's move on. All right. I didn't have this on the agenda, but I forgot. We have to talk about this, Friday. The Eagles, the Dolphins, and the 49ers. The Dolphins are making plenty of noise on what is no longer a sleepy offseason. The Dolphins acquired the number six overall pick. In the first round from the Philadelphia Eagles, along with the number 156 overall pick in exchange for the number 12 and number 123 overall picks in 2021, along with Miami's 2022, you get another first rounder next year, first round selection. This followed up on the, the Dolphins sending their number three pick to the air, to the 49ers for this year's first round pick and two more first round picks. And, us, uh, I think it was a third or a fourth round pick on top of that. But Franny, that's a lot of uh, picks moving along and I mean, around. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of pick. I mean, it's a lot of picks for the but Eagles. But the Niners, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, what's yeah. going on? I mean, well, the Niners. I mean, the, the Niners Dolphins like, think two is their starter, apparently. I don't think that's a good idea for them. I mean, they, they definitely should have, uh, you know, well, they might move on from him. Who knows? I mean, well, they had the they number should. three pick. It, yeah, they did. But okay, you're right, <laughs> actually. <laughs> But the Niners, though, I mean, the Niners look like they're going to go out and get a quarterback. You know, Jimmy GQ, I think he's in the last year I know, of his did contract. You, did, did a tier? Ah, uh, you know, I feel bad for you Jimmy know, They're GQ. still saying that he's their guy, but I mean, I think trading hey, away look, three first round picks. What, what's what's two, 
two two more first this year's first round pick and two more first round picks. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear that Jimmy G is not going to be the quarterback going forward. No, no, he's not. But I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, that's, that's I think he's getting the short of that's the stick. Got, I mean, that's got Zach Wilson or somebody written or or Justin Fields written all over it. Yeah, but I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know he's not the greatest quarterback, but he has a uh, he definitely you love has, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he has a good record. I mean, he has a good when record you, for your fortieth birthday. I'm going to get you in a room with Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Andy Dalton. <laughs> it's just going to be Case Keenum, Case Keenum, just in, just all in a room. Hey, but all those guys have found some success in the NFL. I think if the some, Vikings, they, if the Vikings, and Aaron Rodgers, I'll throw the, Aaron Rodgers. Just in imagine there. if the Vikings stuck with Case Keenum and Dak Prescott. Just imagine if he stuck with not Dak Prescott, but just imagine if <laughs> Dak Prescott. Has he, he's the only he's, good quarterback of all the people I just named. But yes, uh, but has he accomplished more? <laughs> no. Well, no. Than, than any of those guys? Yes. Wait, wait who? Andy Dalton, what, what, Kirk what, Cousins. What has he done? <laughs> well, at least he, he, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he won, uh, he, won, he, won, he won a playoff game. Just, he did the just equivalent like, amount of success. Oh, okay, but he's making a lot more money. Exactly. But, but I mean, uh, you know, with, with Jimmy GQ, I mean, he does he does have a really good record. He doesn't lose a lot of games in the NFL. He, he doesn't play a lot of games in the not, NFL. That is true also. <laughs> uh, but I really do think he's getting the short end of the stick. You win 100% of the games you don't play. But it seems like, exactly, but it seems like, they are going to move on from him, especially moving up to the third pick. They're going to get, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, Jacksonville's obviously going to, you know, take a quarterback. The Jets, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do. You know, they they still they have they have yeah that's Sam a weird Darnold one right, right I, I, now as their quarterback, and I think he's a decent quarterback. I'm not I'm not sure how you how you feel about him. I mean, I think he's a decent quarterback. I, I just think if you were going to the time if you were not going to take a quarterback at number two, that was the time to get three first round picks from the Niners. Yeah. But yeah. that that ship has sailed. I mean, I think the Jets. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I, I don't know what else they can do. They didn't give up that number two pick. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of capital that could have come their way in return for that number two pick. So, are you really going to spend that number two pick on an offensive lineman or a defensive or a defensive lineman, which is where the money will go? So, if they t- if they take the top or the pick two, will go the top two quarterbacks in the draft, is the third best rated quarterback better than Jimmy G? Uh, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, depending on which order they go in. Eh, it's hard to tell how good these guys are going to be in the NFL. It, it, well, it's very hard to tell, but yeah. but I think that any of them will be better than Jimmy G. But was it worth giving up picks for that? Uh, maybe for Trevor Lawrence, but for mm-hmm. Zach Wilson or or Jimmy or uh, Justin Fields, yeah. I mean, giving up giving up any draft picks for an Ohio State or USC quarterback probably not advisable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 interesting because they gave up two first round picks. In the in the in twenty twenty or one in twenty twenty two and one in twenty twenty three, so the Niners gave up essentially their first round pick this year. I think it moves the uh, moves them back to number twelve, mm-hmm. and the number tw- the twenty twenty two first round pick and the twenty twenty three first round pick. So that's a lot. So I think that 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 speaks to the fact that they're going to take a quarterback. I mean, most likely, yes. I mean, especially after giving up you know picks for that. But in that division, don't but you need it- one? I mean, you got you got Stafford. You got Russell Wilson. You got Kyler, Kyle, Kyler Murray. And you got Jimmy GQ. And you got Jimmy GQ. I mean, which one of these things doesn't belong? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, it's like the, 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 those, those exercises you give Goff to a, doesn't belong. You give That's to a child, gone. you know, it's like, it's like an apple, a pineapple, <laughs> a pear, and an automobile. Like, which one of these doesn't, and, and the kid's got to circle the one that doesn't, isn't like the others. Yeah, I guess I guess you have a point right Jimmy there. Jimmy yeah. is the automobile. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows if those other guys are gonna be, you know, one of those, you know, fruits. <laughs> That's true, but they still got Jimmy for one more year. 
That's true. That's true. We'll see what happens with that. But you know, as well, what far do you think about the Eagles trading to pick away? Eagles are. I don't or understand. I don't understand. Trading down. Trading I down. I mean, they traded down. I mean, I don't. I don't think they would have made a good pick at six. I don't think they're gonna make a good pick at twelve. And even if they get a, I mean, they got the extra first round. pick They could have made a good year, pick at one though. Maybe you know, that's the goal. Just yeah, be the number but one next pick. year. Even at number one, they wouldn't get a good quarterback or whatever. They would have uh, taken Trevor Lawrence at one. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how Trevor Lawrence does in the NFL. Yeah, well, that's true, but that, I mean, they, they can't take anybody else. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. The talent evaluators that the Eagles have on their team, they're not very good. I mean, if you look at our first-round picks, I mean, we took Jalen Ragor last year. Fletcher Cox, Fletcher I mean, Cox. Yeah, it's been quite a few years since we took Fletcher Carson Cox. Carson Wentz. Or even Lane Johnson. Carson Wentz, Lane Carson Johnson. Carson Wentz is already gone. And uh, you know, I mean, even even Brandon Graham was a first-round pick, and it took him a long time to prove that he was a number one or a first-round pick. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, I mean, it did take quite a few years for him to become the Brandon Graham that we know Today, today, yeah. I don't know about love, but I mean, he's, he's definitely he's he's a, he's a he's a good player in his position. Uh, but I mean, the Eagles make terrible, like ter- terrible picks in the draft. Yeah, they just and, need and, to hire and, a talent evaluator. And so it isn't why, named Howie. We're, we're just gonna have more picks in the draft where we're gonna take terrible players. Well, maybe. I mean, uh, Jalen Rager and, and everyone and everyone and everyone expects you guys to take a wide receiver too. Yeah, at and, twelve I, now or fourteen, wherever you're picking. I don't think we need a wide receiver. Yeah, I think we need a linebacker. You know, take a linebacker. Take, I mean. Or or even a cornerback or, or or a safety or something. Because where are you now? You're at twelve, right? Yeah. You should be able to. We have quite should, a few picks. I can't have, remember the guy's have, name, but you you know, should, he should be available. The most at 12. picks in the draft this year, and I'm sure half of those will be terrible. Yeah, I mean that is true. I mean, I, I do wonder why they, you know, why Jeffrey Lurie hasn't made some adjustments at, you know, from a talent evaluation perspective in terms of bringing in person. I mean, obviously, Harry Roseman knows what he's doing with contracts. Mm-hmm. But it might have made sense at yeah, some not, point not, to, to yeah. bring in some some you know diff, maybe or just listen to WIN radio uh, day of the draft yeah I'm and, not, I'm and not, just do what they yeah. say instead of doing what how you <laughs> just you know listen turn the radio on or when it gets like, to your like, pick like whatever say. they say just just let Howard Stern or, pick or your have, pick your team have the fans vote on it you know throw it out there on Twitter or Instagram whatever have the fans vote on who they want to be the number one or the draft or the uh, the draft pick in the first round not the number one well, pick you got, of the ball. well you got three minutes right. Yeah. No, 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 what I'm saying, like weeks before, like leading up, like let's, 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 you know, lay them out. Like number one, number two, if that guy's not available, I think we should just have it's, it's, a vote. It's an eagle, so I'd be like, Gronkowski! <laughs> <laughs> it's Philly fans, no, so we, you never know who they might throw out there. Hey, I'm sure it'd be better than what we've taken in the first round, you know, last couple of years. I mean, Jalen Rakor, really? I mean, yeah, there's better. Well, he was supposed to be good. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah. A, 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 a small, fast wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can take those guys in later rounds. You know, second, third, fourth round. There's yeah. plenty of guys out there that you can take with uh, with the talent that Jalen Rigor has. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. All right, Friday. Sorry about your Eagles. You want to you you take a, just a quick break? All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back and finish up the NFL news. All right, and we are back with the remainder of the NFL news. All right, Friday. Next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. We got to talk about the Eagles one more time. Quarterback Joe Flacco has agreed Flacco. with a contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. A one-year deal worth $3.5 million guaranteed and the opportunity to earn $4 million more in incentives. Franny, what say you about bringing what in? incentives? I wonder what incentives those are. <laughs> yeah, making it through like the how season. Many? Yeah, exactly. You get to week 17 or it's going to be. Well, <laughs> Not there, even playing. There are going like to be 17 games. Be on the sideline holding the clipboard. Uh, but it's, I mean, he was horrific. Uh, I mean, he, he was horrific I, in his I, last I, I two think, teams. I think Denver and New York. He was 
horrible. Yeah, that, I mean, it's true. It is true. But we have a a, a young quarterback under center. Uh, so I, he I, made I think, Simeon look good. Yeah. <laughs> he made Paxton look good. But I, I think I think he could he he could teach Hertz a few things. He's been in the league for quite a long time, and so you know he could be yeah, you know teach you a few things. A, a, exactly, he could teach him a few things. You know, I mean, he, as a, as a young quarterback or any any young player, he could just the be the guy slapping people's cell phones out of their hands. Whisper, like, whisper. Are you here. texting with a with a masseuse right now? Just <laughs> Flacco just smacking people's cell phones out of their hands. No, I mean Jalen Jalen Hurts seems like a mature guy. As he is right yeah, now, sure. but I'm sure, sure I'm sure Flacco can definitely give him some pointers. Uh, and if Flacco is forced into a game, I'm sure he could keep the Eagles, uh, Eagles <laughs> heads above the water at least for a, a few weeks there. Yeah, maybe 19, maybe 2015, <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> I mean, maybe those weren't the best situations that he was in. Th- that yeah. is true, so, but I he mean, deteriorated I'm not quickly. saying it's me any better with the Eagles because I'm not sure how our new coach is going to handle things. Uh, but you know, I, I, I wanted I actually talked about you know getting Joe Flacco on the team last year and Andy Dalton you know one of those two guys I thought that you know they're they're both solid quarterbacks or they were at least well, Andy I would Dalton, take Dalton if those are Dalton did show a little more promise with the Cowboys uh than uh than Joe Flacco did you know last year last couple of teams that he yeah, was on for sure. but um you know it's it's definitely he's 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 a He's a good guy to have in the quarterback room, though. He's got plenty of experience. I mean, you know, he had he found a lot of success with the Ravens, and I'm sure you you probably dislike him just a little bit, Ben, because he was in your division. And he, he, he beat he, us a number of times, exactly. And uh, you know, he's got that ring on his finger. He does. He has not, a ring on not, his finger. Eh? He does, along with Trent Dilfer and a lot of other <laughs> mediocre quarterbacks. But he was. They were both put in the right position. That is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, on I just the think same that, team. Uh, it just seemed like an odd choice. You know, if you're the Eagles, I mean, Fitzpatrick probably wanted to start, and he was a little bit more expensive, obviously. Yeah. You know, just, but as a backup quarterback, I think Joe Flacco is a pretty solid option as a backup. You know, obviously, he's, I mean, oh, we're, sure. we're expecting Jalen Hurts to be, you know, our number one guy, and 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 I'm excited to see what he can do on this team. I'm not expecting a lot from the Eagles. Just I, I didn't expect a lot last year from the Eagles. Well, in fairness, you don't even when they're coming, <laughs> even when they come in it with the highest rank for offense and defense, you still don't expect too much. No, it's just something you don't expect uh, a lot. I don't from. know what Kobe, Shaq, Carl Malone, and Gary. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do very well. Well, they I mean, lost. They might win a couple. They games. lost to Detroit. I'm still. <laughs> pissed off about that, that back true. in 2004 you know, i don't even know if they'll make the playoffs <laughs> with these guys but you know you never know no but i i i think it's a good option I mean, you know who else is there out there right now that we can pick up as a backup quarterback i think joe flacco was a good option all right yeah. what do you, i mean how do you feel about it jeter and i mean i had it and mariano yeah, yeah. rivera opinion, and off, i mean they're, 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 what are they gonna do what are they off, gonna do off of the podcast <laughs> you were texting me earlier in the week where you said Joe Flacco's washed up. He is washed he, up. He, he, well, he, that's why he's not a starter anymore. But as a backup, though, in a backup role. Even as role, a backup, I don't even think he could be a backup anymore. I, I, I think he could be okay. Uh, you no, know, no, not too many people thought uh, Nick Foles would be a great backup either. Uh, well, he was. He well, he turned out not to be. Yeah, exactly. But he, but he was a really good backup in 2017. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So maybe he's your new, you know, Flack, you know, Nick Foles part due. I don't know if he's, you know, on that level. But you know, I think it's somebody um, you know where where Jalen Hurts could learn a lot from. I think that's that what that's what went into the decision of bringing Joe Flacco on board. That's fair. I think. I mean, it's a decent signing. I just thought it was a strange. Yeah, it's not a lot of money. Signing. It's not a lot of money. The Eagles do not have a lot of money to throw around, and so you know, Joe Flacco. They were looking for a quarterback for two million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, Andy Dalton is on his way to Chicago. So you know what? Let's pick up the next best thing, which is also not that great, but. You know, it's just whatever's out there on the market right now. Yeah, and I don't. The Eagles were kind of forced. I mean, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to root for Joe Flacco. Yeah, I know. I know. So, 
That's probably why. We haven't I, taken a shot though. Wait, wait, all right, is well, anything, is there screw anything on? Joe. Well, I, I said a lot of yeah. bad shit about Joe. Flacco, Actually, no, you do, and you, he is essentially a Baltimore well, Raven. I mean, he, not anymore though. You don't. You can't count whatever that was in Denver or whatever that was in New. You can't count that as football. Yeah. That was not whatever that was. That was not football. What was happening with Joe Flacco behind center? It was a completely different sport. <laughs> that, was, that was that was Harbaugh, who I thought was trying he had, to. He had one nice throw in Denver. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, you know, was. watching Harbaugh let Lamar Jackson flounder and lose that playoff game two years ago, I was like, well, he's probably just trying to give Lamar, you know, confidence and get you know get let the guys know this is our quarterback going forward. We're going to lose the game anyway. But it turns out that he was he he knew that Joe Flacco would have been even worse. Yeah, but I think because he was already at that point done. Because you know Joe Flacco knows his role right now, but I think he's going to be a great motivator for the new young guy under yeah. center. Just buy a car dealership and retire. <laughs> All right. Well, there's there are players that currently have car dealerships. And why are we doing the shot for anyway? I don't think we shot. told our fans exactly. last week, our listeners. Sh- we love you all. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, per our drinking game agreement uh, that we signed in blood many, many years ago, if I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, or if Ben says anything negative about a team in his division, which is the AFC North, or if Sonia, who is not on the podcast, but will join us eventually in the future sometime, if she says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. There's uh, a few added things to Ben's um uh, shot list right there. If he says anything negative about Antonio Brown or any former Steelers player that he hated for the longest period of time, there was that period where, like, yeah, it, it, where, I really was not a big Bell Brown fan yeah, for a exactly. while there. And you would talk shit and about those guys. And then I felt bad for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, because he, he, you know, he turned out to be a stand up guy. He's, yeah, he's not a douche like uh, Antonio Brown. But now Antonio, Antonio Brown's Brown. probably going to go to Seattle. You think so? Well, they, well, was there talk about that? Russell Wilson's trying to recruit him, but then uh, again, everybody knows how you know who Russell Wilson. I'm is. sure he'll stay. He'll 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 sign a small contract with the Bucks just to remain there. Yeah, exactly. But cheers, Ben. Cheers to you. So I haven't said anything negative yet, but you know what? Fuck the Cowboys. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's, that's all it takes. You can't that's, say you can't say anything bad about Washington. That would Fitzy. Nah. Even though no, they're, they're the favorites to win the division now well, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's how bad that division is. That's uh, how bad it is. Uh, yeah. you, that's who, pretty, that's who else would be the favorite? Cowboys, I don't know. With that defense? No, I mean, with Dak, if, if Dak comes back and he's playing at the same level before his injury, which also wasn't that greatest, but I mean, he was, you know, also above mediocre. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he's but not the that greatest. Young defense and that, but he has, I mean, he has great offensive weapons. That's true. Cheers. Cheers. And I actually know that the Giants. That's not bad. The Giants. That's not good made, either. The Giants made a few moves. Oh, what are we drinking? Did you tell people? What we're oh, drinking? that's right. It tastes like. Yes. For uh, the last couple of weeks, for the punishment shot. Oh, that's bad. We've been drinking the Jim Beam <sighs> Orange. We've had the Jim Beam Apple. We've had the Jim Beam Peach. Peach? Uh, cherry? I don't know if we had the cherry. Did we have a cherry? Mm-hmm. Maybe we had a cherry, too. Uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, sweet whiskeys are not the greatest. It might have been Evan Williams. Might have been, yeah, I think same. it was Evan Williams uh, cherry. Six of one, half dozen of another. But the last one that we had, and it's still inside, we still have it, it is that um, root beer. the root beer. I, I don't know who the distiller is in that one. I prefer But that it. one is, no. no. This, this, I don't, this, that, is, this orange I, is I, not. I, even though we didn't drink a lot of the other one, I still had a headache in the yeah, morning. That's I, true. I, not like I had a slight hangover. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think our tolerance is pretty decent. But drinking that stuff, it I'm was, not sure what they bad. put in it. It's it's not root beer. It's it's no. just it's just sugar. It's on top of beer, sugar yeah, on top it's of like sugar. Root beer flavored gin or root beer flavored whiskey with uh, caramel color. Yeah. It was that that was this is better than that. Oh, for sure. Friday, are you ready to move on? Let's move on. Next up. 
pleasing Russell Wilson. Veteran guard Gabe Jackson is officially a Seahawk. The Raiders agreed to trade Gabe Jackson to the Seahawks last week, but the deal didn't become official before the week was out. Confirmation of the deal came on this past Sunday with an announcement from Seattle about the new member of their offensive line. Jackson started 99 games in seven seasons with the Raiders. And he brings a great deal of experience with him to the new team. He's a first new addition to the offensive line for the Seahawks this offseason and the last, apparently. But they did not recenter, they did not re-sign centers Ethan Puchik or Kyle Turner. The Seahawks are sending their 2021 fifth round pick to the Raiders in the deal. Seattle now has three picks, a second rounder, a fourth rounder, and a seventh rounder. They only have three picks in this draft. The Raiders traded away essentially their entire offensive line. Uh, so I'm not sure what Russell Wilson was thinking by putting Raiders on his short list because they literally or traded Chicago. They literally traded four offensive linemen this offseason. So you have no offensive line in Oak in uh, Las Vegas. Sorry, you have no offense in Chicago. Which other teams did he want to go to? Uh, and those are better options. Somebody signed somebody. There was and those a, are better. Whoever options. it was was signed somebody. I can't remember who it was though. Yeah, but those are better options than Seattle, where you. Won one Super Bowl. You're in the playoffs every single year. Could have won a second Super Bowl. Uh, but you got I mean, Gabe Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> they got Gabe Jackson. Yeah. But with the three picks that they do have, they should pick an offensive lineman. Yeah. Every single pick should be and an they, offensive lineman yeah. and see what pans out. And they let Jaron Reed go. But they did bring back, I can't remember who they brought back, but they did bring back, oh, they brought back Carlos Dunlap this week on defense. Okay. So, so Pete Carroll is sticking to his guns. Defense. I think Carlos, Carlos and run it. Yeah, I think it was a, it was no, a three year deal. I think he's a, he's a solid player. I mean, he's you know he's not the greatest, but I mean, he's, look, he, he's going to go out there and do his job, and uh, you know, yeah, I like Dunlap, yeah, even though not, he was a like, Bengal. I still like him. You're not paying a ton of money for the guy, whatever. Yeah, I just, I mean, this is they didn't do a lot in the offseason here, and only three picks in this draft. The offensive line is essentially the same no, no, offensive line. Two offensive linemen and a running back. <laughs> What's that? For for uh, <laughs> for three offensive linemen, <laughs> no, two offensive linemen and a running back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, what the what the Seahawks were doing this offseason. KJ Wright's co- uh, contract is still hanging out there, but I mean, what do you think about them bringing in at least a serviceable offensive lineman from Oakland? Is it is it throwing some red meat in the direction of Russell Wilson to try to sort of keep him keep him happy, keep him happy before well, he, they, shouldn't, he shouldn't, before they trade him at the end of this season? He shouldn't have been unhappy in the first place. Because he wants a legacy. I want a <laughs> legacy, Franny. Franny, I want a legacy. Can I have a legacy? I'm good enough to have a legacy. I deserve a legacy. He's, he already has a legacy. You want a legacy? Go play basketball. There's only five guys on a, on the court. He's the greatest quarterback that Seahawks have ever had. But it's funny these NFL players. I mean, it's a 53 guys out there. I mean, see what you see what the Bucks had to do to overcome the Chiefs in the Super Bowl just to get that win. How good they had to be. How complete that team had to be to run through the playoffs and as underdogs mm-hmm. in almost all their games and then finally beat the Chiefs. This isn't basketball. This isn't boxing. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to go right yeah. for you to win a Super Bowl. I mean, Dak Prescott was on the way to having a decent season last year, probably wouldn't get to the Super Bowl, gets hurt. Uh Steelers were eleven and oh. Well, they were two and three when he got injured. <laughs> yeah, so it's, that's uh... true. Steelers eleven and 0 fell off a cliff. Uh, Eagles were supposed to be the best team in the league going into the season. Not in the league. Missed, no. In the division, in the division. maybe, <laughs> but not definitely not in the league. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The division missed the playoffs. You know, it, it's hard and there's 50, I mean, a lot of things have to go right. So when you're, when you, when you start to whine like this, like if the team would just do this thing and this thing and that thing, I mean, look at we Peyton would Manning. win. I mean, it's how long Peyton was Peyton Manning, Manning won, was it with the Colts for how many He won years? one Super Bowl. Yeah. Got to two, right? Two. Their defense was never the greatest. 
He never complained. Yeah, just why didn't he have a legacy? Other than commercials. Yeah. I mean, he got a legacy but by he going has to Denver. And, and, but he went to Denver and went another No, but one. I mean, he would have had a legacy regardless. Even if he went elsewhere and didn't win a Super Bowl, I mean, he would still be considered Dan Marino has the, zero. Exactly. And he, and Brett Favre has one. There are still Miami fans out there that are fans of Miami because of him. It's crazy. And and this guy's talking about legacy. You have a legacy. You're the best but quarterback the, yeah. for that franchise of all time. Yeah, I mean, and a legacy doesn't necessarily mean winning Super Bowls. It's hard to win Super Bowls unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah. It, 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 well, I'm, I know. I don't want to make light of how how hard Tom Brady works because worked, it must yeah. be very, a very hard. Of, a lot of players say that he is the reason for those Super Bowls in New England. Yeah. So, I mean, the legacy in football, you know, you don't think, you know, Walter Payton would like to have one, more than one Super Bowl title. You don't think mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a, you know, well, Joe Montana has four. Uh, but there's a lot of guys out there that don't have a Super Bowl title. Barry Sanders didn't deserve a, two, a Super Bowl. I mean, Mahomes has one. Who knows if he'll ever, ever get win another, another one? one. You know, I mean, it seemed easy. It seemed like, you know, Kansas City was that next New England team moving up that would be in the Super Bowl every single year yeah. and win every single one almost. Uh, but it's it does, it's not that easy. It, as it's, I, said, it's, I mean, I can't remember. What, it's, it's hard. I can't yeah. remember what movie that was. You know, oh, no, it was uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. When, uh, you know, George, who was it? Uh, I think it was like Kramer promises like some sick kid that Paul O'Neill will hit, you know, two home runs in a game and he has to come. He's like, he's like, why would you promise two? It's hard to hit home runs. Uh, you know, it, but it's it's hard to win Super Bowls. And, you know, if he's chasing some mysterious, I mean, the Raiders. Yeah. Like you said, the Raiders and the. I mean, the Bears were the there. Bears. And- but he only wants to go to the Bears because the Bears don't have a, a quarterback. I there was talk about him going to Dallas and that sort of thing, too. I mean, obviously, I I, I never thought that was a good idea. Um, I but thought yeah, it might have been a good idea. Yeah, you did. Of course you did. Because you wanted me to take shots for the punishment shot. Because, you know, I'm going to argue and say that they suck and blah, blah, blah. And when, and when they win week after week after week. <laughs> No, it would have been. Good. It would, I would. I have hated to see Russell Wilson. <laughs> that's true. Wearing a star on his helmet. Oh, that's true. Are you ready to move on? Let's move on. <laughs> Poor Russell Wilson. His life is so fucking hard. I don't know how he even gets up in the morning. The Eagles felt that juju. Allegedly, the Eagles allegedly offered more money in a multi-year deal to free agent wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, who returned to the Pittsburgh Steelers on a one-year, eight million dollar contract on Friday, just past Friday, last Friday. Uh, this much was reported by NFL insider Adam Schefter. However, the truth may be that Philadelphia media reports of Smith-Schuster's so-called offer from the Eagles was actually it's a heavy Eagles episode. Uh, maybe that Philadelphia media reports that Smith Schuster's so-called offer from the Eagles was actually Smith Schuster's agent approaching the Eagles, not vice versa. Did Smith Schuster offer to play for the Eagles? Yes. Did the Eagles offer a multi-year deal that was rejected? Many sources say no. This was Juju's social media and PR team in overdrive, the never ending PR team. Never, ever, ever, Juju. ever, ever. And never, ever, ever ending. But what do you, I mean, he signs a deal and then he plants a story in the media that the Eagles have since rejected that they offered a multi-year contract worth more money. And he was just so in love with Pittsburgh I think that he, he turned the money down. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I wouldn't want him to come to the Eagles. I mean, he's a good, he's a good uh, wide receiver, but, uh, but why can't you just shut up? He's, and t- he's not a number one wide receiver, though. No, no, yeah. definitely not. No, I mean, he's a good number two. He signed with the Steelers for $8 million because no one offered yeah. him more money. Flat out. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not sure how much truth there is to that story right there. Um, but you know, I'm, you know, if there was any truth, I'm glad that the Eagles did not take that deal or try to bring him on board for any sort of money. You know, he's, he's a he's a good wide receiver, but it's not somebody that would want to spend that type of money on. Yeah, I mean, and then he said something like he came back to the Steelers because he loves Pittsburgh and 
He wants to be the number I one. Pittsburgh's a nice city. Yeah, he wants to be the he wants to uh, you know spend another year as a number one target for Ben Roethlisberger, uh, like he was this year. But actually, Deontay Johnson yeah, was the number yeah. one uh, target yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Juju just needs to uh, you know less, take it take it down a notch. Less TikToking. Less TikToking. Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on. Then. All right, we've been talking about these two stories for the re- for like eighteen weeks, and so we're going to cover them tonight. God damn it, we are going to cover these stories. Uh, are we okay? All right. all right, I wasn't sure if we would. I yeah. mean, they've been on the agenda for a while, like, and usually just kind of skip over these. I know. Next week, will be, the episode will be like an hour long because there won't be hardly any news next week. Or <laughs> fifty-five minutes in right now. <laughs> Fourth down conversions, Franny. I know you're going to like this because Doug Peterson was your head coach. Uh, and this, this, most of this data, they haven't updated the data yet. Most of this data was from earlier in the season, but, uh, NFL offensives, uh, it would, this I think was from October. NFL offenses stayed on the field for 154 fourth downs and converted 85 of them or 55%. Uh, the actual average through 2020 was 56%. Uh, that put teams on pace to go for it 626 times. That was the data in October. The actual was 623 times. So the data turned out to be accurate. And convert 345 of those attempts. The actual was 347, so the data was pretty predictive there. Uh, last season, NFL offensive stayed on the field for 609 fourth downs and converted 276 of them, or 45%, so way up this year. Yeah, not bad. The numbers are particularly stark on fourth and one, uh, as noted by Michael Lopez of the league's data and analytics department. As recently as 2017, NFL teams went for it on fourth and one less than half of the time. Now NFL teams are going for it 69% of the time on fourth and one and converting 77% of those attempts. More teams are going for it and succeeding on fourth down, and that means more offensive ultimately scoring touchdowns. The increase in scoring can at least be part and part attributed to NFL coaches getting smarter about trusting their offenses on fourth down. Franny, what do you think about this fourth smarter? What do you think about this fourth down trend where it was so conservative before? Especially Doug Peterson. I mean, I mean, you were you were one of the the teams that went for it the most, but were the least successful. Yeah. That's not that's not the direction you want to move with that, right? Uh, but it's it's you know it's Moneyball, you know. I mean, you know, if if you look at you know the the success rate, forty five percent, you know, it's fifty fifty. Good. Yeah, it's not it's not bad at all. I mean, especially if it's you know fourth and one or fourth and two, fourth and three. Obviously, if it's a you know fourth and ten well, or whatever. Steelers fourth I mean, and one. You have you're, to you're if you ball. have to go for it at the end. I know, yeah. Even on fourth and one, the, <laughs> just, the Steelers know. were going for screen passes and not trying to run it up the gut <laughs> or even a QB sneak. It was like you know what? Let's try this uh, screen pass uh, to the right or the left or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's and, try it on a po- fail. Try post route. On yeah. this fourth and one. <laughs> Deep ball. We're going for all or nothing on this one. But what do you think? Is this trend going to continue into, I think into so. 2021? I, I think so. I mean, a lot of the teams that probably go for these players, the teams that are at the bottom of their division or at the bottom of the league that are just trying to win a game. Um, but no, I, I definitely do think it's a trend that will continue to tick upward um, in the future. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think it's good. I think it's good for the sport mm-hmm. as well. But but it's, wanna... it's, it's more exciting. Yeah, for sure. And I had more stats on that, but I just want to, I just want to throw it out there so I can finally take this off the agenda. Yeah, <laughs> use less paper. I just want to. I've been printing this off the agenda for the but last. But how do you like, feel though, Ben? I mean, do you th- I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a good idea. I like it. I mean, I think you got to do it in the situations that make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just, actually, Mike Tomlin was one of the, you know, better uh, coaches, at least higher rank coaches, at, at making these decisions. But we saw so many bad ones down the stretch. There, was, yeah. I mean, it was. On the other side of the, you know, what well, I can't remember who it was that, but they were on the other side of the fifty, and it was like fourth and one, and they didn't go for it. Mm-hmm. Then there was the fourth and even the the fourth down with the Packers, yeah, in that yeah. game. And then there was the punt. There was some punt from the thirty seven or thirty eight yard line mm-hmm. in the playoffs that ended up costing a team a game. 
you know, I, I think it's, I think you got to be smart about it. You can't be like Doug yeah. Peterson, who's just like, I'm going to um, go for it. No, no yeah. risk it, no biscuit. Fourth, fourth and seven on our side of the field. Fuck it. But <laughs> you I think know, you got to go for it. But I think you're right. I mean, I think, I think you got to study the analytics, know the, you know, combine that with the personnel that you have on the, on the field. Don't expect that you're going, your success rate is going to be the same as a team with different personnel. And I think that's what you'll see on the TV. Like, you know, the stat track on the TV, that'll say like, you know, odds of making this fourth down is like, you know, 57% or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But that's on the average. That's not based on the team that you have Mm -hmm. in front of you. You know, if you have Ben Roethlisberger and the offensive line and it's fourth and two, your odds are probably 20% that you're going to make that fourth down by running the ball. But if you're, you know, the Dallas Cowboys with Zeke and that offensive line and Pollard back there, you probably got a better chance of picking up that fourth and two run of the ball. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally think it games makes the games more fun. And I think it, unless puts, it's your team and they fail to convert. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's my team and they fail to convert. But I think coaches have to, you know, it makes coaches make difficult decisions for the money that they make. And I think that's a good thing for the league. I think when you're you're on the other, especially when you're on the other side of the fifty, and you have a short fourth down, coaches should be in those positions yeah, where they have to make tough decisions. You know, sort of within that, you know, distant field goal range. You know, if it's a forty-five yard field goal, and you know it's a it's a short fourth down conversion, those are the situations that you probably want to take the chance and make it, especially if it's you know outdoors instead of you know playing inside of a dome. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that play into it, but a lot of a lot of coaches probably just look at the numbers and think our chances of making this are this and this and this. I mean, I, you know, it really depends on, you know, the game and the location, the weather, and all that. But uh, no, I, I I definitely do think it makes the game more exciting. And you know, I I, I don't like overly conservative football. You know, because you lose a lot of games by playing conservative, yeah, you like do. you mentioned earlier with with uh, with Green Bay not not going for it on fourth down, not getting the ball back at all. I mean, those oh, are, it was those Green are, Bay that punted those, the ball. That was Green those Bay. Are, those are the teams the that, you know, I mean, those are the games where you need to go for it, and they they, they just do not, and you end up losing the game. But oh yeah, your, that was a game where they were up by they were down yeah, by give yourself eight. a chance. Yeah, when they were down by eight and they punted the ball. Now I remember, poor Green Bay, poor Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You know, Did you say poor Aaron Rodgers. Well, Matt Lafleur, if I had an idiot coach like Matt that, Lafleur. you know, like a chicken shit coach. I mean, yeah, he's great. He got you to the game, but then mm-hmm. he completely shit the bed when it was when the when it mattered. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you ready to move on? Let's move on. Then. All right, last thing on the agenda. Uh-huh. I just wanted to go over the holding the holding penalties for last year. Last year, four thousand five hundred and fifty five yards in holding penalties. Last year. The year before, in 2019, 7,058 yards. In 2018, 7,114. And in 2017, 6,439. But but way, way down on the holding calls this year. And the points were way up, 12,692 from 11,680. But the holding penalties were way, way down again this year. And it's trending in that direction, Franny. Do you think that the offenses are going to, you know, is this the league trying to, you know, get more points on the board, get more eyes on the game? Uh, by I mean, because there were a lot. I mean, holding, I mean, holding, holding was called, not called a lot last year. Yeah, I mean, holding penalties are one of those. I mean, it, it could be obvious or it could be ticky tech. You know, it's it's uh, it depends on the officiating crew that's out there, and uh, I mean, holding could be called pretty much on every single play. I mean, you know, if if you're if you're uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you, I'm sure there's holding yeah. going on every single time. You can basically but blow it, the whistle. It was dramatic every single, drop this yeah, year. Yeah, maybe they talked about that in the offseason about you know calling less holding 
penalties because it's it's you know something that it's it, I mean it's it's rampant. I mean it it happens on every single fucking play. I mean if you if you if you you know uh, uh, looked at every single play and you just you know played every single one of those uh, 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 snaps back, they're they're probably holding on every single one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they should call it probably more often the egregious ones. But there were a lot of calls that that this year that yeah, even Chris Collins were caught that weren't getting called. Yeah, but Chris Collins was a dumbass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's no shot for that. Wait, who did he play for? Now he played for the Bengals. Um, you take a shot. Ben. All right, I'll take a shot. Fuck Chris right, Collinsworth. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that they that, that, that I, they're they may get a little bit out of balance yeah, in terms like, of like a, in terms of not calling it's like offensive blocking penalties. or charging in, in the NBA. It's like. It could go either way, yeah. really. I mean, you know, it's it's I don't know, it's it's one of those calls that you you can call if you want to. It's one of those plays that you don't have to call. It's you know, and it's something that you don't really see when you're watching on TV or as a fan in the stands. It's something you don't really see because you're not right on the field. But it really could be called on every single yeah, fucking play, every single and and just like the NBA, maybe maybe the NFL is looking at the NBA, you know, not allowing people to play physical, you know, beefing up the offensive play, and you know. To try to get more points on the board, more eyes on the on the program. Yeah. I, I just I think they should call the de- I mean the defense is is half of the league, half of the game. They shouldn't be behind the eight ball from the beginning of the game at a disadvantage because you're trying to allow the quarterbacks to score more points to move the ball down the field to get more eyes on the more eyes on the on the television screen. I just mm-hmm. think it's not fair to the to the defensive players. But do you think they should go to video review? Maybe absolutely. I mean. I- yeah, but then you, if they would call a video review almost on every single play. Well, yeah, you have a number of challenges. Like you, you only have a limited number of challenges where you could call yeah, but do you it. You think they should call but, like let's say let's say a team scores a touchdown and there's no holding call on that particular play. Do you think the coach seeing what he saw on the field on that play, do you think he should be able to call it yep. back? You you think so? Absolutely. I think they should be able to challenge it. Ch- yeah. Well, I mean, why not? You can challenge everything else. I mean, well, you, well, you, they, well, you can't I mean, the things that you can and can't challenge should mm-hmm. change Every year, I mean, it should be expanded every year. Yeah, because I mean, that, that seems like you know a touchdown would be called back every single time because there's a ticky tack holding. But only if it's I mean, it has to be egregious and obvious and yeah. and all of that stuff. But it's egregious and obvious to some, and maybe not to others. Yeah, but why can you call? You know, why can you challenge one thing but not another? That's always been my like, yeah. Why can you challenge this player didn't go out of bounds, but you can't challenge a holding call? Or why did why can you challenge that the, that there was a reception when the ball might have touched the ground, might not have touched yeah. the ground? Or maybe it's a fumble with his knee down. Why can't you challenge all of those things? But you can't challenge holding. You can't challenge pass interference anymore. Yeah. I mean, it happens on every play. I mean, it happens almost on every single play. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, it has to be I mean, there's, Let's say there's a, you know, 100 plays in the game. I'm sure there's probably 80, 80 of those there's probably holding. Uh, I don't doubt that. <laughs> so, I mean. But it was, I'm, I'm but it was that, way I'm, down. I'm glad that they're calling less of it, though. Oh, God. I, I am. I mean, come on. All yeah. right. I mean, what 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 is hold? I'm I mean, gonna like, get Mike Lamb. What I'm gonna, what uh, is uh, Greg Lamb? Was it what's his first name? Lamb Beer. I mean, if you have your first if you have your Greg? arm, if you have your arm wrapped around the neck of the defender, okay, that's that's obvious. But maybe you know you sort of tug on his jersey. Then is is that holding? I mean, it's I don't know. Yeah. I would I take I take the bad boys in Detroit. I'll take the Chicago. I mean, it'd be like ten yard penalty, ten yard penalty. Like every every team would like it'd be a safety. Like there'd be multiple safeties every single game because they'd be moved back ten yards every single play. Well, I don't call the you don't call all of them, but you should call enough that you're not trying to weight the the game in one in the offense's direction more so than the defense. It should just be a fairly called game. You shouldn't be trying, you know, to make the quarterbacks look good. I mean, this is how you end up with quarterbacks that have giant egos where they think, you know, going to the playoffs for ten straight years is not enough. And then losing. 
in many of those games. All right, Friday, that's it for the NFL news. What's next about the big board? That could be a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. Talking about holding. Yes. Tune in next week for uh, the holding, holding versus non-holding calls in 2019 <laughs> with Friday and Ben for two and a half hours. <laughs> And you, we play back plays, and actually, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, no one. That's actually <laughs> that's actually a pretty boring part of football. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Oh, thank you all to our new listeners as well as the listeners that have been with us for a long time. We love. All of you, thank you all so much for listening. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.buzzproud.com, or search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Friday, how many stars? Five stars, Ben. Crush that five-star review, please. That's a call to action, as Friday would say. Or as I would say, that Friday repeated and made fun of me about. Uh, please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know or one person that you don't know this week. Just tell them about the show. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, if you listen to your podcast on Pandora, Audible, or Amazon Music, you can find us there as well as all yeah, pretty much everywhere. of the traditional podcasters or podcatchers. Podcatchers? Podcatchers. Podcatchers. Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel-good story. All right, hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our feel-good story. All right, and we are back with our feel-good story of the week. I can't wait to hear this. Franny's favorite Segment, why do we do a feel-good story, Friday? Well, Ben, because there is so much negative news out there about... Negative news. <laughs> negative, there, Nelly. There is a lot of negative news about NFL players out there that we hear about, but we never hear about the good stuff that they do, that they do for their communities out there. And there's plenty of it. And we find a player, you find a player every single week that does something good for his community. Yeah, next week it'll be Joe Flacco. Yeah, probably. By retiring, he did something... Shot. Shot. That's a shot right there. That's a shot. Where's your glass? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a shot right there, Ben. I see mine. I'll take a small one with you. This week, we have Antoine Winfield, Tampa, Florida. This is from WFLA. That's original from oh, Tampa, right Florida. You are probably well aware of the connection between the peace sign and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers safety, Antoine Winfield Jr., he flashed it during the Super Bowl at Tyreek Hill, and they hit him with an $8,000 fine for it. But Tyreek Hill deserved it. Yes, exactly. Cheers, Ben. All right. Let's do this shot. Cheers. Now I won't be able to read the rest of this. <laughs> That's all right. It's Jimmy Morris. This is high-quality stuff that we're drinking right here. <laughs> That's bad. Mm-mm-mm. Ah. However, Winfield decided to flip that script. He and the Buccaneers each donated that amount of money to Young Middle Magnet School in Tampa to help the students they know through the Buccaneers Youth Leadership Program. I was so excited for our students, said Principal Dr. Henrisa Berry. I was excited that the players stepped up and said, you know what, let me turn this into something that's going to be really and truly make a difference in the lives of children and also in our school and culture and climate. So that was just exciting for me. Barry learned of the $15,630 donation in February. Sarah Evans, the senior manager of player relations with the team, sent a text message to the school. Amaya Kennedy, who was an eighth grade student at that school, reacted to the donation. 
I was happy and excited, she said, because I get to spend my Buffalo bucks on something that I want. I would like to buy, like, if they sell shirts or, like, earrings, that type of stuff. This really does allow us to incentivize our students at a different level, said Barry, to make sure that they are rewarded for the great things that they are doing on a day-to-day basis. The school hopes to have the store upgraded and filled before the end of the school year. Those upgrades could include a Buccaneers mural and a variety of video games for the students to play while they are in the store. Thanks for giving us this donation, said Kennedy. I think it's cool and awesome. So Winfield got the big fine for flashing the peace sign at Tyreek Hill. After he snuffed out. You did it to him, too? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And he didn't get fined for that. Of course not. It's a chief. Yeah. You know, when you're the chief, you're the chief. That's when, BS, man. When you play for Patrick Mahomes, I would you know, do that too. all is well. So the team doubled it, or so the team matched the fine amount. Mm-hmm. So Winfield had to pay the fine, but then mm-hmm. so another, on top of that, he paid another $8,000 to the school as a donation, and the team dumped another $8,000 yeah. on top of that Good to Good. Tampa, uh, some uh, to a magnet school Good in Tampa. for the children. So what say you, Franny, about Antoine Winfield? I mean, that's do one of again. my favorite. Do it again next year. <clears throat> do it again Good next name. year, and let's donate the same amount of money. Yeah, that do was, it multiple times. Yeah, that was my can. favorite. One of my favorite plays at the Super Bowl yeah, because was watching Tyreek Hill it. get snuffed out. Yeah, a lot of people didn't understand it at the time, but you know, after the story came out, now we know exactly why he did it because it was done to him in the prior game yep. earlier in the season. Yep. And so I don't, I don't understand why he was fine in the first place. I mean, it's you know the no fun league. I mean, you know, just let the guys go back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a physical sport. It's an aggressive sport. These guys are hitting each other the entire game. Man, that's just a little bit of fun between yeah. the guys. I'm I'm sure I'm sure Tyree Kill didn't take too much offense to it. I mean, he understood it. Yeah, and the, and the fine should be half. I mean, the fines for the defensive players should be half for the offensive players because mm-hmm. the league is already. I mean, Tyree Kill has every advantage on the field in terms of penalties being called, in terms of pass interference being called, in terms of holding, as we just said, not being called. So let the defensive players do a little bit. Let them have a little bit of fun, too. And next year, he might be holding up those two fingers because it's going to be two Super Bowl championships. Exactly. And he's probably going to do it against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good for them. Good for him. And you know what? ESPN should definitely come up with like a half hour in the day to throw in some feel-good stories instead of all this negative shit that we talk about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. On ESPN Plus. Positive vibe. On ESPN Plus. <laughs> ESPN Plus. On ESPN no. U Plus. ESPN two plus. ESPN three plus. Yeah. Oh, you just need it. You, know, you just you just need like, you know, fifteen screens on your phone. But why is it a plus though? Why is it a plus they have to pay for this shit? Because it's How in addition a- to the thing that you already <laughs> pay for. Oh, it's, it's plus this much more money. It's like exactly. a, it's like it's like a sunroof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the car for fifty thousand dollars. For five thousand dollars more, plus you have the sunroof. You have less metal yeah <laughs> less metal for the car but you know but it, we just call it an upgrade yeah <laughs> all right friday unless you drive a tesla and the whole roof is glass yeah exactly i don't know what i don't know how well it does in a rollover but uh i'm sure it's strong enough <laughs> i'm sure it's strong it's, it's, the, gr- it's the gorilla gr- glass that they use on, uh, on cell phones you know? hopefully so, it's tempered yeah. hopefully it'll just be a million little tiny pieces instead of one giant shard of glass <laughs> huh. uh friday what's next about a big board there's only one way to try to test it out man <laughs> uh, i might do it the way you i drive. take you take a corner real quick we'll uh, see how 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 it uh how it performs it's too sticky on the corner it's like a formula one car <laughs> it actually is man it actually Tesla it's very get, sticky yeah. on the corners. It, it, I, mean, I see a lot of Tesla drivers take corners very quickly, and the cars don't flip over. You know, listen to Elon Musk. He knows. He's also <laughs> crazy, but he knows. Just a little bit, but crazy in the right way. Yeah, exactly. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of Ugh, that fucking origin. the Gross. week. 
which we still don't have a name for. Well, actually, you did come yeah. up with that name. What the fuck did you call it? Absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. Absinthe. I'm going to write this down. Absinthe makes the heart <laughs> makes the heart. It's a little pun. It's a little punny. Grow fonder. You know, with thirsty gold puns. Yeah, that's, that's. We're also going to do another extra episode, <laughs> thirsty gold puns. And I'm probably going to throw this into the fire that we have burning in the background. I'm going to forget completely. Yeah, exactly. And just what toss you just it said. away. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I toss my notes away. Here you are, Ben. There's All right, Freddie. Right Tell the people. And so this is give the people first, what they want. First shot with absinthe. So yeah. absinthe. So, if, so if, if if we murder each other out here, <laughs> if it wasn't that the rumor about absinthe in the old days that it made you. It was like a, act in a way that wasn't consistent like with a, your personality. Uh, you were supposed, yeah, exactly. But you were supposed to be like a little green fairy. And when we were in Prague a couple of years ago, Ben, we did drink a couple of. Um, uh, they were cocktails. Yeah, they were with were, the orchid in there. It was an orchid, and it, I don't was know what edible? else was in there. It, it was you. Well, you ate it. I did not. Um, well, they told me it was edible. But it therefore, came, I it ate came it. like in a little glass with a little spigot, and and you like you like. Opened it up so you can pour oh, it into that the was glass. Good. That was good. It was it was really good. I mean, you know the, uh, it, it was. Uh, we didn't lose our minds. We just had Sonya. Uh, like, well, I got I got messed up pretty quickly well, after a couple of. Those. Although yeah, although Sonya did have us walk to the, the <laughs> Hemingway bar on the Hemingway bar uh, on, that's exactly on uh, her app was set to driving <laughs> instead of walking. Yes. <laughs> so we actually went up and down a few one way streets for no reason just yeah. to get there. Yeah. I'm like, is is that is that the bar right there? No, 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 no. Probably We've got to follow the directions, probably, motherfucker. Probably like, I think we just saw. No, 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 no. no, no. We're going to follow these directions. <laughs> we need to walk to the end of the street, make a left, and then walk all the way back down. <laughs> hey, good memories. Good memories. <laughs> it was, but I'm like, so the shot, I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't a difficult shot to put together. And I got my inspiration from Tipsy Bartender because I was looking for shots to put together with absinthe and there's quite a few actually on there but this is our first one on the show with a little bit of absinthe so we have the absinthe with uh, some Malibu rum some coconut rum and a little bit of pineapple juice in there pineapple juice that actually came in a can still yeah I don't understand why they do that it could just come in a basic regular plastic bottle that you open up that you can seal <laughs> once you're done with it but or even this, just a, just something, was, that, like, something that you can reseal even if it's glass yeah but it wasn't even like a small uh <laughs> can it was it was it was it was like a gallon of pineapple juice you know it's it's not not that it's you know highly priced or anything but you still want to you know retain some of the I, juice, I know i, I think sonia put it in tupperware oh, oh okay there you go you can, <laughs> you can drink some tomorrow He's morning. siphoning it out yeah. like with a siphon because you can't pour out of the tupperware but yeah so it's absinthe malibu rum and a little bit of pineapple juice and it is the absinthe makes the heart grow fonder it looks nice shot and it looks nice it actually is a nice it's a unicolor yeah, it's actually uh, it's not a layered shot, but the sh- I mean the the color is um, it's a light sort of. Uh, you know what it needs? Yellow. What's what's that? Tahini. I don't. I, I was thinking about putting tahini on the rim. I don't think it'd be right for this shot though. I'll let you know. Yeah, well, I'll let you know. I'll imagine do, it. Do you want a little bit of tahini, Ben? I, I, we can grab a little tahini from the inside, so you can just like uh, oh, no, dab I, it. On. Okay. I'll let you know whether it. Whether yeah, it, I don't think it's gonna taste that great. I don't think it's gonna taste that great, but I'm excited to have a shot with a little bit of. Oh, I think it'll taste good. I think I it'll taste good. That. But Let's cheers do it. to you, Ben. Cheers. Hmm. Charlie says I like my good and plenty. It's um. Uh, it tastes like a good and plenty. It tastes actually, like a good plenty with a little pineapple juice. It, it does, actually. I mean, it has that licorice, a, just a little bit of licorice flavor to it. But a perfect amount, not too much. Yeah, not too much. I not like a Sambuca where it's so much. I didn't pour too much absinthe into it, just enough to where to give it a little bit of that greenish sort of 
hue. So I'm but not then going to see little green men. Uh, the little fairy. The little fairy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you might. Maybe a little bit more from, of that <laughs> from Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean the absinthe. Uh, you know, on the shelves there at Total Wine. I'm not sure if it's you know real absinthe. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's, it has, used to be. Has, they used to be like. Uh, I mean, it, it, supposedly it's made with wormwood and whatever yeah. other ingredients are in there. But I'm not sure if it's it's you know the, that that the the classic way that they used to make it back in the days in the 1800s and 1900s. I'm not sure if it's like that. Yeah, it used to be like getting a bag of weed back in the yeah, 80s, yeah, 80s yeah. or 90s, and like somebody had the absinthe. absinthe like, like, oh man, you got man, we're going to the party. They got absinthe. <laughs> I got a bottle of absinthe from one of my in parents. Upstate, in upstate, and New you would York, think it was like the most nefarious thing ever. Yeah, in absinthe. I mean, in upstate New York, I mean, absinthe was maybe you know difficult to come by. It was very difficult yeah. to come by, but it wasn't like you you know. We got this straight from Prague. I know. Uh, was it like you had our like our buddy came back from Prague and he put this in his like, his suitcase and he brought it over? Was it was it like you got it past uh, security? I mean, I guess I should be happy they didn't have heroin or something, you know. <laughs> but yeah. it's just like well, not at that party. I got absent, absent, absent. No, that was during the uh, the other the other the 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 the, the crack cocaine days. That was uh, the that was when that was going around the high school as well. But absinthe, that was. <laughs> but but you know what? Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. No, I have a very I had a very firm rule back then. You know, if it can kill you the first time you do it, I don't yeah, do it. I, I, yeah, I I stay away from that. Anything sort of that stuff. can kill you the first time you take it. But I mean, absinthe. I mean, you know, it obviously uh, has a you know a. I'm not sure how long the history is, but I mean, like you said, it has uh, hundreds of years. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, 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 I like the history. And it has like a whole mythology, yeah, like in exactly, older movies like and books, where, like where, where you would slowly you go crazy, hallucinate if you drink too much of it. I mean, you know, the whole story with Van Gogh cutting his ear off or something because of too much absinthe. Was that like the whole? Yeah, was that? Yeah, right. I think so. But I, you know, it, it actually. Our fans are like, no, are, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they know, but uh, but it doesn't really have any hallucinogenic effects. When you look at the ingredients no. in it, I, I I think probably somebody back in the day drank absinthe and then had some sort of mushroom and went yeah. crazy, and then you know the whole rumor started with uh, looks like an oyster mushroom. Wood, it's gonna be an oyster. You know, worm, maybe, worm maybe it's not. Maybe yeah. it's poison. Yeah. <laughs> worm wood, um, worm wood. You know, doesn't really make you hallucinate. What you know, whatever sort of drugs that person was on or whoever it was that started the whole rumor. Yeah, who knows was, back yeah. then? Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the absinthe, not yeah. this other shit that I was taking. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't the uh, that thing that was boiling up in the lab downstairs with the guy with the hump on his back. It wasn't no, that. It wasn't him at all. It wasn't no, no, him. no. It wasn't that guy that reanimates those, people in the those basement. Those poppies that I have in the basement has nothing to do with those poppies. Yeah. I just no. been picking some mushrooms today. I just picked whatever looked like a mushroom and I ate it. But that absinthe. Those were truffles. Those were truffles, <laughs> those by the way, absinthe. not mushrooms. All right, Friday. That, that was, was real. Actually, it was really good. It was not bad. I mean, it was not bad. What would you rate that, Ben, on our first uh, goal rating scale? Of I'm going to write this down shots. so that Friday can uh, definitely not get these things in the right order again. Tonight. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Did I not get them in the right order? <laughs> so you're like, you're like <laughs> you, 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 no, it's the third one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Last week I was looking at, at what you wrote down. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> wait, did we already rate this? Wait, we didn't. No, we didn't rate this yet. What? So I'll write it next to, I'm going to write it next to the, you're, uh, you just write yes and no. I'm going to, I'm going to give it an eight. Really that high? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because compared, it, it had a nice licorice flavor, but not too much. It yeah, had a nice tang, compared, not too much. And it had a nice candy sort of uh good and plenty taste. Yeah. But so, compared to some of the other shots that we've had on the show, I would say this is, mm, I would say it's about a six out of 10. 
because we've had some really good shots in this show, and I, I would say this one. Well, he wasn't I mean, wasn't up there with the with yeah. With he's some he's, of the best. he's determined to give eleven sweet shots in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this one well, this wasn't sweet. It, it was sweeter you know, than the, sweet. We need some spicy it, it, ones know, coming. Yeah, we will. We will. We definitely will. It's just that uh, I, I was excited to start try something with a little bit of absinthe. Ben, I'm sorry, Ben. Maybe next week. Next oh, maybe week, we can next do it next week. week. Next week we'll do it. What? No, no. Next week is. No, we can do absinthe, vodka, and strawberry pucker <laughs> with tahini. That wouldn't taste good at all. I mean, you, you have to have tahini with a spicy shot. Yeah, well, you have the absinthe. Yeah, but absinthe's not spicy. You have the strawberry pucker, but that's then not, you sweet. add you add the cinnamon vodka. No, the um, oh, the papar, the papar, the papar. Yeah, yeah, a little bit papar in there. Yeah. Then you put the tahini. But next week, but then you have sweet and next week is Easter. sour. Next week is our Easter shot. So our Easter oh, that's shot right. it has to be sweet. Is going to be in some sort of a chocolate vessel. There better be an organic egg yolk in there. Oh man. Right? Should we try that? Uh, we might. I I, I've eaten. I, I mean, I I've eaten raw eggs before. Yeah, probably not. I don't. I don't want to be sick in the morning. I, you <laughs> well, know, I, if you eat a raw egg, it's bad. You won't. You won't be waiting until the morning. It doesn't take that long. If you, I don't want to be egg. puking in in uh, on my pillow. That's for sure. <laughs> it wouldn't even take that long. Yeah, we, probably not. You wouldn't. By the end of the podcast, I don't want to be puking on uh, the podcast. Hey, but that's not a bad idea. Raw egg. You know, you no. crack the egg in the in there. Unless like a Cadbury we, mini egg with a real egg. We boil the eggs. Hollow them out, and then pour a shot in there. Like we colored the eggs, we colored them, kind of hollow it out, and then put the shot in there. I haven't oh. colored eggs in a long time. That's a lot. I'm not sure what eggs That's a lot of have. work. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sure why Eastern eggs. I mean, I I don't understand where the connection is right there. It, it doesn't seem very Christian. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you know, I actually I don't know the history of hiding yeah. hiding eggs yeah. in the backyard. For we your should, poor should, children to get up at six o'clock in the morning should, on Easter Sunday. We should hide. Well, we should have Sonya hide little 0.5 milliliter bottles of whiskey and scotches yeah, around she, your yard. Oh yeah, no, the dogs. <laughs> it'll have to be inside the house. Okay. Above above <laughs> I above it'll only be above dog level. I don't think they like whiskey. Uh, Does Rosie like whiskey? No, dogs like alcohol. Do they really? Yeah, they just shouldn't have it. So they're like it. us. Yeah. They're like humans. Yeah, they just shouldn't have it because it's really bad for their livers. It's bad for our livers too, but yeah, you know what? That's true. We still do it week that's after true. week. All right, so Friday's at a six. I am at yeah. an eight because I liked it. wasn't too sweet, but it did have that licorice, that tang from the pineapple juice. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our distillery history. We're going to talk about the Kaulala. Kaulila? Kaulala? Kaulala? Yes. Uh, something and, like that. And why are we doing this, Friday? Uh, well, Ben, we do. Uh, we love our scotches on this show, and we always gravitate towards the Isla scotches. And we've been talking about the history of some of the Isla scotches. I'm sure we'll get to the mainland eventually, but we're talking about the distilleries on the island of Isla. Yes, and we love our smoky, peaty scotches. And we've, I think we've given you a few histories so far. We've talked about... Uh, Lafroig. We've talked about Bamore, Lagavulin, Kilkoma. What's Ardeno? Uh, Ardeno is the brand new one. Oh, uh, and we talked about. Could we talk about Ardbeg? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you just misspelled it. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> That's the new one. They haven't had anything released oh, yet. Oh man, can't so, wait to try that. So we're super excited about uh, that. Oh man! But this week we're going to be talking about how you're going to pronounce this for me. What? Kaulala. Yes. Hey, Kaulala. 
Coal Island Distillery. C-A-O-L-I-L-A. Two separate words. Set just along the coast from Port Heiskeg. Coal Island looks out over the sound. No, no, you do it. You do it. No, I no, go ahead. I can't do the whole thing in, in, in my Scottish accent. Why not? I, I can't. I can't. I'm not, I, I can do it for, you know, so many sentences, but I can't do it for the All entire All right. History. Set just along the coast from Port Eskig. Keola looks out over the south of Isla towards Jura. Despite the relative proximity to civilization, it is relatively hidden. Thanks to steep descent down to the distillery from the main road, as Alfred Barnard said of his visit in the 1880s. But the way is so steep and our nerves none of the best that we insist upon doing the remainder of the descent on foot, much to the disgust of the driver who muttered strange words in Gaelic. While Keola was founded in 1846, it has changed vastly over its history. By the time Barnard visited the distillery, it had already been completely rebuilt at least once, and it had been continuously expanded since then. In 1972, all of the buildings except for the warehouses were demolished and the current distillery was built. Now that the largest distillery on the now it is the largest distillery on the island, island producing double that of Lafroig, Keola's spirit is a key component of Diego's blends. However, over the past decade, drinkers have had more opportunity to try the distillery's whiskey, and it has been growing in stature as a single malt in its own right. With both peated and unpeated single malt produced at the distillery, there is a range of whiskeys available, from the young and feisty to the old and elegant, with both official and independent bottlings picking up fans around the world. Using the same malt specification, this is the character of it, using the same malt specification as its sister distillery, Lagavulin, the key to Keola is light and flinty style, the low fill level in the stills. Filling to around 33% of capacity allows for significant levels of reflux in the stills where vapor condenses on the side of the stills and runs back into the bowl to be further purified. You know, I don't think we've had anything from this distillery yet. No, no. You're sleeping at the wheel. You're sleeping at the Isla wheel. I I am not. uh, I am not. I am not. Respectfully. uh, Respectfully. Fuck you. I, I just Googled it. And the reason also I said, uh, fuck you the, respectfully. The uh, reason, don't tell me I'm sleeping at the wheel. The the reason for a twelve year is ninety dollars. I can get a sixteen year old like a woman for less than that. Well, maybe this is better. It's not though. Uh, looking at the ratings, it's not. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure if it is. Or I mean, I'm sure we would love it because we've loved every Isla Scotch that we've tried on the show. But ninety dollars for a twelve year old? Come on. Well, maybe it's good. Not according to the ratings. What do the ratings say? Four out of five. Well, that's 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 an eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, but for ninety for ninety uh, for for fifteen dollars less, I can get. Yeah, a, who's rating one? this? Who's rating this? Certain uh, Ardbeg people drinkers, like you. people like me and you, Ben. That's true. That's true. Uh yeah. So we're gonna have to try a Keoli. Wait, Keola. Ke- I'm gonna say Keola. Cannoli. Keoli. Ke- <laughs> you want a cannoli? <laughs> I do want a cannoli. Oh no, not after that shot. Uh but yeah. So we're let's see who we who do we do so far. So we did we I can't remember who we did. Uh we did Lafroig, we did Kilkoman, we did like a Vulin, we did Bomarie. Ardbeg also, yeah. We did Ardbeg. Uh we did I think we were still we still have Bunhaven and Brooklyn Dish. One of those two we haven't done yet. Yeah, there's there's a couple we haven't done right there yet. But uh the Kalala we'll definitely pick up 
uh, a bottle eventually of the Kalila. I mean, there's just so many bottles to choose from, especially from Ardbeg. I oh, mean, just for the sure. Different for sure. Offerings that they have. I mean, I just want to try every single one that they have. But for Kalila, twelve year old, ninety dollars. I'm gonna have to speak to the people at the distillery there. That's that's a little up yeah, for sure. And, and and since I've been since I haven't been uh, saving the agendas, I've been overwriting the agendas to try to save space on the uh, on the flash drives. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't it's remember. Cloud. You can. Yeah, well, though no, I say I do save it on the cloud, but uh, wait, so Brooklyn Ditch and Bunahavan, I can't remember which one of those we haven't done yet, but I think we've done every other one of these. I think we did the Bunahavan. No, we did. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to listen to a podcast in the past. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure next week which one we haven't done. Yeah. Uh, but we'll do that since uh, Franny does not want to be told that he's sleeping at the wheel. I'm gonna have to so figure. You can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like, to like now. I know exactly why <laughs> I have not bought a bottle of that stuff. Because you can find other offerings from other distilleries for a lower price. That's true. So we're not going to visit you either when we're on. I love we're not even going to visit you. Yeah, we're not coming to see you. <laughs> right. Although they're right across from Jura. Maybe we could take a ferry to Jura. Yeah, to that's their true. one distillery. Yeah, but you're too expensive. Friday, yeah, too expensive. Too expensive. All right, Friday. What's Better best? be good <laughs> I think for that it, much money uh, for a 12-year-old. It might be, you know, wee beastie. Five, you know, five years. That's actually yeah, not cheap. Eh, it's about 50 bucks or yeah. something. Somewhere, somewhere on there. But it's still, not, for not, a five-year, that's a little, you know. That's, yeah, but it's good. That was good that, shit. But that makes the 12 year 120 bucks if you're aging by the year. Yeah, well, it's not though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. What's next about the big board, Funny? Next about the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. And this week, we have the Glen Fittich 12 year. Uh, we've tried many other scotches within that age range. Uh, but for some reason, we haven't grab- grabbed the Glen Fittich off. The shelf because I'm sleeping at the wheel apparently. Um, <laughs> no, but well, I mean, see if your feelings didn't get hurt. No, no, but I the, wouldn't harp on these things. No, but I love the way that. It, are you ready to move on? Can we? Can we move on? Let's you, move on. Let's get. The, do you want your blanket? Let's. I don't get, know. Do let's it. get moving on here. Let's get moving on. Uh, uh, Friday's feelings get hurt very easily. That's not. That is absolutely not true. That is not true. Your feelings get hurt. No, because you harp on this stuff for a lot. Like it'll like. You'll say something and I'll forget about it. But then like 12 years from now, <laughs> oh, you'll remember, remember something that I said and I'll be like, I don't even remember that happening. So, yeah, I think you get your feelings just a little bit hurt. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also, yeah, I just, it's just part of my personality. When someone shows me a weakness, I can't help but exploit it. So Every single time. <laughs> every, every single time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but we have the Glen Fittage, uh, twelve year on the table, and uh, you know, obviously, we love the Glen Livet, and, and I, you know, we tend to gravitate more towards the Glen Livets. We have the Glen Livet twelve, the fourteen, the fifteen, the eighteen, the twenty five is a little. It's up there in price. It's about four hundred some dollars. Yeah. We'll wait till we're sponsored by Glen Livet to try that one. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but for the Glen Fittage um, line, I otherwise just the Balvany twenty one. But that's overpriced though, too. It's I mean, overpriced, but it's a. It's worth that money. It was good. I mean, even the 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 Cre- the Craigledge, the Craigledge. Well, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it I mean, was right was around the same price, yeah, right around the same price as well. And that was also very good. Uh, but the Glen Fittiches, we I think this is the first one. Oh no, no, we had the eighteen year also on the show because I lost the bet. The Glen Fittich eighteen was fantastic. Yeah, that the was twelve. Good. When you're around this price range, between $25 and $35, there's a lot of good scotches within that price range that you can purchase. And the Glen Fittiches is something that I would sort of stray away from um, because I had it a while ago and compared it with the Glen Livet, I did prefer the Glen Livet. But I figured, you know what, let's give the Glen Fittich another try since we've tried so many scotches on the show and we've become... Mm, oh, uh, 
experts ish. Yeah. On no, <laughs> not ish. Experts. Experts. Period. Ish. Experts. Period. Yeah. No colon. No <laughs> semicolon. No so we can kind of we can kind of compare it to other twelve years that we've had on the podcast. Oh, for sure. For I'm sure. sure you have some information for us. I do. This is the Glenn Finish Twelve. Wait. So this is so the so the blended that I got you for that I lost a bet. I, I completely forgot the, about that. The SIA, whatever it is, the CR, CR, whatever it is, is more expensive than a twelve-year. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't. No, no. I thought. I, I figured it. I, yeah. I, I guess I just don't understand. Well, I don't understand yeah, the prices gotcha. for sure. Yeah. Not usually. Yeah. You know, higher price, but I mean, you know, you have Compass Box, which is they they create blended scotches, and there are some that sell for. A decent amount of money. Isn't that what Whistlepig does? They sort of yeah, blend uh, bourbons and they rice. Age, they age existing rice. Or existing or, rice. Yeah. yeah. But this like is that. a beautiful bottle. It's, a, it's, a, it's sort of an Irish whiskey. It's got you know, in terms of, or, uh, no, the, the color of the bottle. Oh. Like it's a greenish. Oh, okay. Like what like, you would sort of. Man, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> more, more expect from an Irish whiskey that, that sort of hunter green no, I mean, bottle. It's, it's a beautiful bottle. A, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful they, they, they bottle. Do an excellent job with the market. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the Glen Fittich 12 year old alcohol by volume 40% flowing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Where's the overview? Where's the overview? They don't have a lot written about this one. Let's see. Uh, Glenvidich, 12-year-old. The color is golden. The nose is distinctively fresh and fruity with a hint of pear, beautifully crafted and delicately balanced. The taste is characteristic sweet. Fruit notes, or fruity notes, develops into a butterscotch cream, malt, and subtle oak flavors. The finish is long and smooth with a mellow, mellow, mellow finish. I actually expected to have... Uh, you know, like a long explanation of it. Maybe not for the twelve year. Uh, yeah, it says marrying single malt whiskey. Yeah, they don't actually have. I, I mean, know, I seriously. thought this was the explanation, but it's actually a review. It's actually the last review. Hmm. So they don't have a lot of. Since eighteen eighty seven, they've used water from the same spring. William granted he could tell that the Robbie Dew Spring would remain crucial to the future of the distillery. And then the page just went away from there, so I can't read it. Uh, but yeah, they actually don't have a lot of information on their own webpage about this, which is a little bit shocking. Isn't this their like flagship? I mean, it's their entry level um, scotch. It's around $35 or so. Yeah, and this range, they also have a bourbon barrel reserve 14. So we have to try that. A Glenfiddich 15 and 18, and that 21, I bet, is expensive. Yeah, so the, the 14 and the 15, we could probably get that on the show eventually, one of those or both of them, um, because we have tried the Glenlivet 14 and the Glenlivet 15. Yeah, we and had it was the, a Glen, uh, Glenlivet 14 uh, cognac cask. That was that was, that was really that was, good. That was, that was one of my favorites, um, actually. Uh, the 15 is also very good, but I, I just, uh, I like the sweetness of that, that cognac cask 14 year old. Um, but, uh, let's give it a shot though, Ben. Let's see, uh, what we have coming through the news. Yeah. The shock. They don't have more information on the website here. I mean, it smells, it smells really nice. I mean, it has a sweet vanilla. It's got honey. It's, it actually has a nice nose. It smells really nice, actually. I wonder what kind of casks they use because there's a little bit of wine. It's, I wonder if it's sherry casks or what they use for this. 
Because it actually has a little bit of sweetness to it as well. It does. I mean, I get a little bit of the pear. Stone fruit. <laughs> Stone, I, got, I got some boulder rock fruit in here. <laughs> I got some white snake fruit in this thing. A little bit of, gun, little bit of guns. Smells, it smells a little bit like really Axl Rose's nice. armpit. <laughs> smells really nice on the nose. Oh, it's got a nice, but it's got robust nose. It's got a lot going on in there. I mean, like, it's a nice, robust, smells like distinctive nose. It smells like I'm sleeping at the wheel. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if turnabout's fair play, right? So now you're going to throw yeah, it back no. at me. I'm going to keep on throwing it so, back. So you're going to like. after week. Like, so you're going to try now, to take the power weeks, away from me. Weeks from now, listeners will be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, you're going like, to try to take the power about? away from me. That's yeah, a good strategy. Exactly. Though. You know, when someone insults you, you throw you you insult you you know you use it back at them yeah. to take the power out of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna allow, I'm not gonna allow myself to sleep at the wheel on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know sleeping at the wheel was an insult. I didn't know I didn't know he was so sensitive. <laughs> that it, that a really innocuous idiom from a long time ago would be so so hurtful. I had no the, idea. The engine is running, but there's nobody at the wheel. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on asleep at the switch. <laughs> no, but it, does, I mean, it smells like what you would expect from you know a typical twelve-year-old uh, Scotch, and but it's got, got a, a nice nose. I mean, it's got a nice, robust sort of beefy nose. It. Yeah, it actually is really nice. But a lot of the vanilla sweetness, the honey, no woodiness. Like, yeah, that's coming through quite nicely. But I'm getting a little bit of wine, like a little bit of wininess to it, like a little bit like that, like the wine. Well, you notes. should be familiar with that. <laughs> all right we're done we're out i'm out cheers man let's give us a shot that's the high point of of my night right there it's not gonna get better than that (laughs) mic drop (laughs) oh i didn't know we had that sound effect on there perfect Oh my uh, god, that was yeah, that was. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud of that. But it one. smells good though. It smells really good. Let's give it a shot now. Let's see how this thing tastes. It's smooth. Maybe it's nice and smooth. It's got a little spice. It's got it's got a little. It's, it's a little. Of, it's a little. A slight kick on the finish. It's got a nice but kick. It is very soft. There's a little bit of creaminess to it, but it's very soft on the entry, and you don't really get too much flavor until the end. We do get a little bit of that kick. So I, it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously something that it's you can drink. It's almost got a little Irish bit, bit to it. It's almost, almost, it's got that little sort of tang that, yeah. that you get from an Irish whiskey, almost. Not all the way, but a little, but it's, yeah, but it's, it's not going of, in that direction. Not, I mean, on the nose, it seems like you would experience more flavor, but it's very soft. You don't, it's very subtle and you don't get a lot. I mean, that's a, that's really a day, a, that's a day drinking scotch right there. You don't there. get a lot of flavor from it. I mean, it's very smooth and it goes down easily, but I just want to, I want to get a little more complexity to it. Yeah. There's not much complexity. It's, 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 it's a very fragile scotch, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you put in a flask to go to work in the mine. Mm. Because you could, you could really, I mean, you could drink on that all day. Yeah. That's actually, it goes, it goes down a little too easily, uh, which is nice. I mean, you know, some, some folks might. Maybe that's why it's, like it's, that it's, le- thing, it's less expensive. You could just drink. You drink twice as much and end up spending. But the, the same Lemon amount. Twelve has a little more flavor, a little more complexity for a lower price. Maybe that's why I gravitated more towards oh, that. This you one. Love your Glenn Levitt. I that's do. Why. I'm I surprised do. you don't wear Glenn Levitt hats and shirts and probably should. Maybe probably some Glenn Levitt sneakers. <laughs> if they were available, <laughs> I would. Sorry, Friday really yeah. likes. Yeah, but yeah, we got the Nadura. We got the. 
the sherry cask. We got the Caribbean cask. We got the twelve year, the eighteen, the double oak, the double oak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite quite a few Glenlivets on the show. Uh, this one is just a little. I mean, on the nose, it seems like you would get a lot more flavor than on the on the actual the flavor profile. It's just not there. It's just very soft and it goes down easily. And if you want to drink a scot for a long period of time, maybe this is what you want. But there's not much flavor there, though. It's almost flat. Yeah. Like, like the like flavor is like a little something, flat. Something's missing. I mean, you get that initial spice, that initial like nice like burst you, of flavor yeah. on the first, and then it just on the first sip, it and then disappears, it, and you get like that little bit of uh, harshness on the back of the throat with maybe just a tad bit of spice, but the middle is completely missing. Yeah, I mean, it 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 actually, and the more the longer you drink it, the even less yeah impressive it gets. Yeah. So I don't know, Ben. Where would you rate this? So. I think Glenn Fittich was asleep at the wheel. Yeah, I think so. For this 12 year. Yeah. It's good. Saying. But not And not in that, a I green mean, bottle, too. Because we really. had the, the Tomatin 12, which was good. It, had a, it was more complex, more flavorful. Uh, the Glenn Roth's 12 year, that was excellent, Ben. I love that That's one. That's probably my favorite 12. That one, yeah. That's my I mean, favorite 12. It's obviously, it's it's more money. It, you know, that one's around $50 for that one. But, it, you know, it's, it's worth spending $15 more for that one. It's more complex, more flavorful. Um, and it's more creamy. Um, got a nice the, the body mouth, to it. Yeah, yeah the, the, and a nice mouth feel. I mean, it has the nice caramel flavors, more vanilla flavors to it. Um, you know, it's something that I'm more familiar with because I did take it home with me and I did drink a little bit yeah. of it a few weeks ago. And so I, I, you know, I, I always know when Franny's impressed with something uh, I buy for him, whether uh, it's a <laughs> gift or a bet, is if he leaves it here. Oh, well, we could try that on the show next week or maybe two well, weeks. No, I mean, I think they like I showed, him the, I showed him the SIA tonight. He's like, yeah, we'll taste it like maybe I, a couple weeks from now. No, well, I, no, because yeah, thanks I for the gift, but we'll taste it like in a month. No, because I, I want I want to make sure that we thanks enjoy it. Thanks for the it. t-shirt. I'll wear it. I'll wear it maybe next spring. <laughs> I want to make sure that we enjoy it on the podcast and, you know, share it with our listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> oh. That was good. I'll give you that one. Uh, no, nice I do. save. I do. I do. Nice I save. But the, but I did take I did take the Glen Ross home. The Nadura is still here, but the Craig Galich, the 23 year old, uh, that one is is at my place. I'm you know I'm still drinking that, uh, and then Adora we have here, but I'm going to eventually take that as well because we don't really drink too much too much of it on the show. But admit it, you saw blended and you were like, this is going to no, be shit. No. no, 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 that's 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 what whiskey snobs or Scotch snobs say about blended scotches or blended whiskeys. I mean, like the Compass Box ones, all of the ones that we've tried so far have been. Pretty damn good. Yeah, actually. I, I agree. So I don't care if it's I don't I don't care if it's single malt or if it's if it's uh, blended. I don't care. I mean, if it tastes good, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, because I had to buy a new pair of sneakers. I was in the store so long looking for that today that I wore the soles off the bottoms of my sneakers. <laughs> it was it was it was a it was a lot of heavy. In one day. It was a lot of heavy because I really wanted to get an Irish whiskey because I'm like I'm determined I'm gonna get an Irish whiskey that tastes good, and I found one. Yeah, like we said earlier, but it, but it was like a hundred dollars. I was like, Ugh. it's not worth it to take that chance mm-hmm. because I've yet to taste an Irish whiskey that's worth a hundred dollars. Yeah, even though the ratings were high, but I figured, what, 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 but why do people poo-poo the blended scotches? Well, it's, it's a it's a mixture of you know different blends, and um, you know a lot of folks like uh, you know single cask stuff, and you know, I, I to me, if it, if it tastes good, I don't care. You know, if 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 you, if you do a good yeah, job blending the right type of, you know, scotches or or whiskeys or whatever together, you know, it, it's I think it's an art form. Yeah, I just don't understand why you poo poo it because it all know. didn't stay in the same like, this Sia, in the same cask for the entire yeah, this, length this, of its. The Sia maturation? is a mixture of multiple Highlands, Bayside, Scot- and and yeah, Isla. Exactly. I mean, those those are some great scotches mm-hmm. on their own, 
why not mix them together and see what kind of flavors you can get? I mean, I would love an Isla mixed with whatever. And, I don't it, care. and it must be you hard. It must be expensive to make one. I mean, I mean you, you, have, you guys got to test like the different. Exa- I mean, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's like an art form. I mean, you have to know what you're doing. I mean, I, I would like a little bit of smokiness or a little bit of peatiness, maybe in a space side, like you know, something like this, like the Glenfiddich. If this had a little bit of Ooh, you know smokiness. smokiness to it, or a little bit of that peatiness to it, I'm sure we'd be a lot more happier with with uh, with the flavor profile. Yeah, but this, the way it is, it's you know, it's good. It does kind of remind me of an Irish whiskey, though. I mean, it has yeah, that nice bit. that that tang, that weird sort of mm-hmm. aftertaste that I get like in my throat. It almost, I mean, it not not like a proper twelve or something, but it, it almost proper like, uh, twelve. Like the red what was it the red breast or something we tried that wasn't that wasn't terrible. Uh huh. But it has that sort of the best way I can describe it is tanginess. Yeah, we had that one that, Kentucky one, the red titty. That sourness. <laughs> the, the, the red titty. The red titty from Kentucky. From Kentucky. Well, you know, it's Kentucky. Yeah, red breast, red titty. Red titty from Kentucky. <laughs> that would actually be like that's a good name right there for a for a whiskey company right there. Uh, the, uh, for a bourbon, the red titty. A bourbon company. Red. Titty. Yeah, for sure. The red titty, especially down there. <laughs> Not a California bourbon. No, no, no. They got to put a bear on it. Yeah, exactly. It's got to have a bear, a sequoia, or the beach. Those are your three or, options. You know, red star, like they on the on the California flag. Uh, is there a star on the flag? There's the red flag, but right next to the bear, there's a red star. Is there? Yeah. I just remember the bear. It's not Excelsior like New York State. I mean, it's not it's something. No, 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 like, no. It's not like that. No, no out here they're like, not, eh, not, what animal do you see a it's, lot? It's uh, a, just throw a fucking bear on it's it. It's not a fleur de lis. <laughs> Excelsior. That's New York State. You know, California. Excellence. Flag. There it is. Let's pull that up. All right. Yeah, well, it's, it's, we, it's, it's, it's pretty prominent on there. I mean, it's hard to miss that red star right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you take away the California piece, it could You're almost... You're sleeping at the wheel, Ben. It, it could, it could the almost wheel. be like a communist flag. It's like, it's a bear, it's a red star, and it says Republic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, I like the California... Uh, no, I like the California flag. The flag. I mean, some flags some flags are pretty, you know, like even in Europe, they're like, what do you... This guy, what do you... He, he has red, green... Wait, he has red, green, white? All right, we're going to go green, red, white. <laughs> We're going to switch it up. Like red, we're white, gonna, red, we're just going to change the order. Red, white, and blue. <laughs> Horizontally? We'll do it vertically, motherfucker. Because <laughs> yeah, we'll you look at a lot of those Fuck European you. flags, it's like it's just like it's just like the same flag of another country, but just the colors are yeah. the colors are, are inverted. Yeah. Well, if, exactly. Like you look at like the Russian flag, it's you know, red, white, and blue in a different direction. Croatian yeah. flag, red, white, and blue with the checkers. The Serbian flag is blue, white, red, whatever. It's like, oh, you know, Slovenian flag, same thing, but just you know, different, you know, different layers. It's all just like one third, one third, one third. Like that should be yeah. that should be like their their motto. Our flags are one third. <laughs> One third, one third. These motherfuckers want to do us. And the Swedes are just like, all right, we're just going to put a plus on it. <laughs> yeah. Poland's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going with two colors. <laughs> oh, Poland's white and red, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like Malta. <laughs> oh, is it? Only are they inverted? Just like the Philippines. <laughs> See? See? Flags are not easy. You know? Uh, yeah. All right, Friday. We're going to put an AK-47 on this motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> says says uh, Molly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Friday. How would you? Oh, we didn't rate it. How would you yeah. rate this one? Uh, I would rate this. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a six. Also, you know, compared to all the other scotches that we've had on the show, this is just not on the same level. It's just too soft. It goes down too easily. There's no complexity whatsoever on the nose. It's excellent, but the flavor is it's lacking. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, yeah. 
just because it has that tangy Irish whiskey sort of. But the bottle, feel. the bottle's bottle, beautiful. Yeah, the nose is nice. You could drink it all day. But for a twelve year, I mean, we've had a lot of twelve years in a lot of you know scotches that were not aged much. I mean, we had the ten, like you said, the tomato. I just don't think this this doesn't sort of rise to the level yeah, no. of those other ones. Especially, I mean, since it's it's priced more than other 12 years, you can get a better 12-year scotch for 35 bucks, even less than 35 bucks. Yeah, I would take the Glen Morangier, I would take the Glen Livet, I would take the Tomatin, I would take... Yeah. The, uh, or even $15 more, you get a Glen Ross, and it's a, that's a fucking good 12-year scotch. He doubts me. He, doubt, he, like, he doubts me when I go and buy these yeah, things. No, I, he, he you're definitely I, not sleeping at the wheel, He thinks sure. I put no research into these things. I am not sleeping at the wheel. No, I do, but you don't. I'm not sleeping. Are you ready to move on? <laughs> Let's move on, Ben. <laughs> All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the night. It is from Deutschland. It is the Kulbitzer. It is a Pilsner. All right, we're into the summertime, into the nice, more cold, just easy drinking pilsners yeah. and lagers. All right, we'll be right back. Lawnmower beers. With our lawnmower beer of the week. Uh, that, that is the perfect <laughs> intro for a beer from Germany. <laughs> this is from... I uh, wish I had the city right here. I'm not sure exactly which city it is from, uh, but it is a Pilsner, like I mentioned, from Kolbitzer. Uh, and uh, Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. This is from Heide Brewery. Uh, I'm not going to try to spell that. It's 4.9% by al- alcohol by volume. It's brewed according to unchanged recipes inherited from generation to generation. Kolbitzer Pils has been successful on the market for many decades, both in kegs and in bottles. As a quality product of the High Day Brewery, it gains new fans every day, young and old, far beyond the borders of the home region. The great fan base of the Colbitzer Pills is proof of its quality, the quality of which the experienced master brewers guarantee every day anew. Uh, on Untapped, this particular beer, let's see what the rating is on Untapped. It's, of course, a terrible link to that particular <laughs> beer. So, uh, Friday, what made you decide on this one? Uh, you know, I was actually um, looking for another sour beer for us to try on the show, let's see Ben. If this works. I just couldn't find a sour beer, though. It's perfect music, actually, for the German beer. But I couldn't find a nice sour. I mean, it seems like everything on the shelf at Total Wine is an IPA, double IPA, hazy IPA, some version of IPA. And we've had so many IPAs, and we've had so many and domestic Do they have beers. really cool labels with, yeah, like, they do. demons and fruits that have yeah, faces? Yeah, I mean, it's like they're artsy-fartsy sort of labels. Uh, but I wanted to, I want, I want to try something different. I mean, there's a couple of, you know, there's some amber ales and everything like that. But, I mean, I just want to try different varieties of beers. And, you know, Pilsners are pretty popular in Europe, and we haven't had... Uh, you know, a, a beer outside of the U.S. I mean, everything has been very local, very domestic yeah. Yeah, recently. Sure. And so I want to try something different um, because uh, on the podcast, we want to try beers from all around the world. Of course. And we've of had course. a few German beers on the program. but And I'm part German, apparently. <laughs> yeah. 
and you 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 speak German. I do, of course. Yeah. Deutschland. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm sure you have some information. Uh, World for Cup. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have some information though for us. I just read all the information. What, what was it? I just read did it. You, I did. Did read. you really? I did. I did. There was that much information. It wasn't that much. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, you did. Actually, you know what you did. Actually, uh, I did. Yeah, I just remember you did. Let's see what they have on untapped here. I'm sure you have some information. I'm, for sure. Us. <laughs> I'm sure you have some information. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it was 3.15 out of 5. Yeah, it was okay. You had some very short information for us. <laughs> I did have some very short information. They actually don't have. Yeah, there's actually. You can't get a website for their actual yeah. brewery. Yeah, okay. Because you should have a lot of information for us. Yeah. But I guess maybe not tonight. Yeah, because, because I've never heard of this beer before, actually. Both the Glenfinish had very little information yeah. on their own website. And the Kobitzer. And the Kobitzer doesn't have much information either. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at it, I mean, it's just got. Well, look at that. One review uh, from Total Wine. Uh-huh. Let's see, beer awareness. Sounds like someplace you go to stop drinking beer. Not on this website. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow, that's a lot yeah, of words. That's way too much information. Uh, if you never have any, but yeah. what's our review? What's our rating? Okay, what's the aroma? That's actually that one has the aroma and everything on there. Oh, there so we go. Aroma, grainy, bready, lightly spicy, and lightly floral color. Golden straw with a white head. Actually, it wasn't that much head on this beer. And the flavor, malt, grain, and spice. All right. Well, okay, yeah. It. I mean, it's weird because both need... I mean, I was surprised that Glenfiddich website didn't have a long explanation. for Even for yeah. the entry level, you would expect that Glenfiddich would have had a long... Uh, but it is actually explanation. It is very malty and it is bready though. You get a lot of malt and bread. Oh, that smells like a German beer. It smells really nice. It's a nice, light sort of scent that you get, but it's got a nice, bready, malty, biscuity, yeasty. Well, cheers, biscuity and <laughs> biscuity. It is biscuity. Yeah. So like... I apologize. We couldn't find a lot of information on these particular beverages this week, but that doesn't mean that they're not good. That I doesn't mean. mean... That they're not quality. Just looking at the beer, though, there's not, there's not, there aren't too many bubbles in the beer. It just looks, I mean, just looking at it right now, it looks like it's very flat. I wonder how much carbonation there actually is once we take a sip. You don't want to stop this. Do you want to stop this? We can listen to it after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The neighbors would love it (laughs) at midnight, just playing, you know, German German dance music. music? Yeah. (laughs) We got to get some polka. You know, it sounds like Oktoberfest in your backyard at midnight. Nothing wrong with that. We got mariachi band playing off in the distance here. Okay, love that. All right, you want to give it a taste? You. That's good. I mean, that that's an all-day drinker when you're yeah, on vacation. And it's not hoppy. In Europe, it's not overly hoppy. But it's it not is. overly yeasty. Crisp. It is crisp. It is very crisp. It is <laughs> it very is crisp. crisp. It is very refreshing, actually. That's actually a very good beer. I mean, it's definitely I not. Would want a little bit more Christmas. It's nothing. I mean, it's nothing like we've had the last couple a of weeks. A bit more <laughs> Christmas, which is you know our sour beers that we've tried. No, it's not that at all. <laughs> uh, and it's not hoppy. I mean, there's 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 not much hop in this, but it does have a nice light crisp sort of. Um, I say it, like it lacks a, light a little malt. Christmas. I mean, there's, but I actually, when you look at it, when you look at the glass, it doesn't look like there's a lot of carbonation, but it has a lot, a lot of sharp carbonation into the back of the throat with that sharp carbonation. And it is crisp to me. I don't know. It just has a nice bit of crispiness. 
But I mean, I don't think it's particularly, what does it say here? On beer awareness. Mm, but this is something that you could sit back and throw back a ton of these at Malt, a bar. Malt, grain, and spice. Um, it's not that malty. I mean, it's grainy, but it's not that malty. Yeah, but it's it's a very easy beer to drink. But it, I mean, the flavors, there's not a lot of flavor there, but the flavors that are there. But it's a nice there, German drinking beer at a, you know, Oktoberfest in a big tent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could drink this for long periods of time. And it's very hydrating. I mean, this this is definitely a lawnmower bro, beer. It's just hydrating, bro. Bro, I mean, just imagine, bro, bro. It's 90 degrees outside. You're mowing the lawn. You're done. You grab an ice cold one of these. That's refreshing. Yeah, you could drive home. You won't fall asleep at the wheel. No, not with one of these. You might want to take one on the road with you. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want to be <laughs> asleep at the wheel. <laughs> well, who would say something about that? Like that. <laughs> about their co-host. But yeah, that was that was that was interesting though because Glenn Finnish didn't have a lot of info and this one didn't have a lot of info. But that's actually not necessarily a bad thing. That's actually good. That's a good beer right there. It is a good. I beer. mean, it's, it's 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 it came in a four pack of sixteen not, ounce cans. Yeah, but it's not a lot of flavor. But the flavors are. This there is are a nice. Sam beer right here. The the flavors are there are nice though. You know, it's it's like you said, it's a little bit weedy, a little bit malty. A little bit of everything. But it's not dry. No, it's not dry at all. It's a nice, wet, crisp beer. It's, and that's why whenever I hear, like, whenever I see, like, malty, weedy, hot, you know, like that, I, I, know, feel, I, think, I feel like it's going to be dry. Yeah, this is sitting around the pool. Man, you could throw back a bunch of these. I mean, this is, what is this, 4.9%, something like that. This is on the Adriatic Sea. Yeah, 4.9%. Yeah, so it's not It's almost like high, a Kralovacko. But it tastes better, though. <laughs> it tastes, wait, the Kralovacko, wait, which one tastes better? I think this one tastes better. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. The, the Carlo, oh, Carlovacco is very crisp. I like this one. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no aftertaste. Pawn is better. Than there's this. no aftertaste. You know, once it goes down, you know, it's refreshing and it's gone and you come back for more. Interesting. I didn't think you'd like this one better than Carlovacco. I think it's better. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Better than Pawn? Kolbitsa. Is it better than Pawn? I don't, I don't drink a lot of Pawn. Have you ever had Pawn? Yeah. What about Ojusco? It's not better than Ojusco. Yeah, it is definitely <laughs> No, Ojusco is the best the beer in Croatia. Just so you guys no, know. No, 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 no. This summer, this summer, you no, last summer, well, 2019 summer, you admitted that Ojusco was not as good as the Karlovačko. And this this is actually, this is a very Admittedly, good Admittedly, the first summer I was in Croatia drinking by the sea, hanging out at the cafe, you know, <laughs> I, I, I may have overestimated the the flavor of Ojusko. Yeah, but this, I mean, this, because of the atmosphere was like not what I was used to. Yeah. And it also is, took me back to my home. This is like kind of up. what you expect from a Pilsner. Like the Pilsner should taste like this. I don't disagree. Yeah. So even like the, um, you know, the Czech Pilsner Urkel. That's actually a good one. Better over there for some strange reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe a little more fresh. I mean, this is fresh too, but um, I, I actually, this is better than I expected. You know, really? I Because mean, it's, what, it was like six ninety nine for a four-pack of these large cans. That's actually, that's, like, only, that's like a Budweiser price. Yeah, and the only reason I, they had to ship it all the way across the ocean. Yeah, the only reason I grabbed it is because everything else, I mean, we've tried the Spottens, we've tried all the other German beers I've, and, and the Fruch and the, all the other ones. This is one that we haven't actually tried, and this is much better than I expected. And I've never heard about this. I've heard of the other ones. It does taste the, fresh. I've heard of the Spottens and some of the other uh, you know, German beers, but this one I've never heard of, and this is pretty damn good. Yeah, Spotten gets a lot of love, but I've, I was never a big, big fan. I mean, Dinkelacker was probably my, I don't even know if you can get it anymore. I don't even know if they still make it, but Dinkelacker was probably my favorite all time. And the Weisenstefaner. 
You know that. Oh, that was a lot of words. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of letters. Yeah, that's that's also one that is highly rated, and we weren't big fans of the Wise and Stefaner. No, and but this one, it's it's it, it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's a pilsner, and this is what you expect from a pilsner: a nice, crisp, refreshing beer that you can drink for long periods of time in hot weather. I think it's good. Beer. Yeah, very little aftertaste, mm-hmm. very little, you know, bitterness on the back of your throat when you're done drinking it. Yeah, I mean, it's not as weedy and as as malty. No, <clears throat> definitely not as malty as as I expected it to be. A little weedy, um, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a spectacular beer, but for what it is, it's good. Ah, this beer is not sleeping at the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> this beer is good. No, I mean, but when you when you think of Pilsner in your head. You think of certain characteristics, and this has those yeah. certain characteristics yeah. from a pill. I mean, obviously, it's not hoppy. You're not going to get hop from this. You know, I can get any sort of you know pininess or sourness or anything. You just you you want just a crisp, refreshing beer, and that's what it is. Yeah, Franny is into the sour beers these days. Mm-hmm. He's like all about the sour beers, and you can't find them. He's going to be like Franny's Sour Patch Kids now open. In the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. But like I said. All sour beers all the time. Like I said, though. Don't I, come I was, in without your lips puckered. I, I was out the other night, and I was drinking that sour beer, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Interesting. You didn't yeah. drink scotch? Or Jack and just, Coke? Just, or just beer. Scotch and Coke? Just or beer the bourbon night. or Coke? Just beer. Beer, bourbon, and Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use it. Can I get your finest bourbon and Coke? <laughs> well, do, do they not do bourbon and Coke at bars? I, I'm sure. But they would probably just, I don't know. Who knows what the fuck they'd give you? They'd probably just give you Jack and Coke, even though Jack is not really a bourbon. I guess you could say, like, give me Jim Beam and Coke. That's, nah, that's not a good mixture. Or, yeah, you can do, I mean, what's wrong with Jim Beam and Coke? It's just, uh, Jack and Coke is better. But, I mean, where would you rate this, Ben? Uh, on our Thurston Goal rating scale of beers, for what it is. I mean, obviously, it's not as fully flavored as some of the other beers that we've had. But for what it is and what it's trying to be. What are you trying to be? Like other pilsners that we've tried, eh. they tried to be something. Yeah. I'll give it a seven. Really? Yeah. See, I would give this. Uh, I'd give this an eight. Ooh. Oh, yeah. really? I yeah. mean, like one away from where I am. How dare you I'm be within one? One of where up I you. Am. One up you, Ben. No, it's a, it's a really good beer. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And, and I, I it's interesting it. bottling, interesting labeling, and it's 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 a beer I've never heard of in my life. Yeah. No, it's good. Even being in. Austria, even being in Europe, I've never seen this on the yeah, show. I've never, I've never heard of this beer, never seen it before in my life, and I didn't expect too much from it. But I am impressed with uh, with this beer. With Kolbitzer. Yeah. How do you say it? Kolbitzer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it with a German accent. Yeah, but why are they always so, why are your lips like, ah. uh, I don't know. That's, that's just what it is. It's like it's a getting, Kolbitzer. It's like you're getting a facelift or something. Your like, lips are like stretched around the other, like all the way through your side it's of your face. One of the better pilsners that I've tried. Of course. <laughs> yeah, they definitely like these types of beers over in Germany. Yeah. They're not, I wonder if you can get an IPA in Germany. I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm, I'm sure you can, but you know, maybe they're not as popular as they are here. Maybe they are, but um, it, you know, when you look at the shelf of what we have available to us here, it doesn't look like you know IPAs from Europe are very popular. Yeah, but even when I went down the the aisles at Total Wine today, looking for the whatever you call it, the mix and match, mm-hmm. like the first three six foot sections. Of maybe like six six foot sections, <laughs> were all IPAs. Like the first yeah, everything, entire everything. 
IPA after three IPA seconds. Not that I don't love IPAs. IPAs. I love, love IPAs. IPAs. But I mean, like, but you it was try. like a half of all the beers on Mix and Match. Like you were try, IPAs. you try so many IPAs. They start. They they sort of start tasting the same. I mean, every brewery will have their own version of IPA or like ten versions of an IPA, and it's like okay, it's hoppy, it's citrusy, it's you know, it it, has, it just has that certain flavor profile that you're you know you're accustomed to. Like, how much different can you be from another IPA? Yeah, and it's just funny because when I was, you know, when I was like in my, you know, in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, when I would go to parties with my friends, I was was the guy that would bring the IPAs and everybody would make fun of me. Or we go to the bar and I'd be ordering the Saranac IPA, which is one of the few IPAs you could get, except for the Sierra Nevada, maybe. And they would make fun of me like, oh, Ben's got to have his IPA. And now it's like, like if you wanted a Pilsner, they'd be like, oh, Ben's got to have his Pilsner. Because everybody would be drinking IPAs now. But back then, I drank IPAs, and everybody made fun of me. So now let's move over to the sours. Oh, yeah, the we're going to start a new trend. The Sour beer. Yeah, I mean, they're actually really good. That yeah. and the Rattlers. But a Rattler that's not so sweet. Yeah. That, like, pairs back the sweetness a little bit and just has enough of the grapefruit, enough of the, the citrus, mm. but not so much to make it, like, overly sweet. Like, that's what that perfect, like, that Ottokringer in Vienna was, like, the perfect Rattler. I mean, it was not sweet. Yeah, it was. It was had a nice uh, citrusy flavor, but not overly citrusy. It was still beery at the same time. You could taste the beer, but then also taste that sort of orange zest in it, too. Yeah, I mean, it, that, was a, that was a good one. Maybe it was also the, the, the atmosphere. atmosphere yeah, exactly. Watching Madame Butterfly <laughs> <laughs> at a film festival in With Vienna. All the, so- the other Viennese. <laughs> it was, that was a weird night. That was a weird night. Uh, all right, Freddie. Really weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Why am I watching Madame Butterfly with subtitles that I I can't read? I can't read the subtitles. And there was nowhere to take a piss. I mean, you had to wait in line forever yeah. to take. I just waited until we got back to the hotel. I'm like, you know, what? I'm not gonna take a piss. I'm not gonna wait in this long ass fucking line. I think I went a behind piss. a bush or behind a. Now you wait in line. Did I? Because I, I waited on the bench for you to take a piss. Oh well, I mean, man's gotta you gotta go. You gotta go. It was a long walk back to the hotel. It yeah yeah it was. <laughs> It was. And it was uphill part of the way, I think. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It was hot. It was humid. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right, Friday. What's uh, anything else to say about this particular no. beer? It was, it's, it, this is the definition of a Pilsner. Yeah. And it's good. And Germans, as usual, do the right thing and make a quality product. All right, Friday. What's next about a big board? Volkswagens. Volkswagens <laughs> are pretty terrible automobiles. Well, they were, they were good at one point. They just never evolved. Yeah. So they, they are still the same unreliable cars they were before. Just like BMWs <laughs> yeah. and Mercedes and Audi. But for, uh, for uh, you know, a three-year period, they're very good. Yeah, but Toyota, you know, taking the shop once over 10 years. Yeah, well, maybe that's why they're the biggest company in the world. I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> everybody loves going to their mechanic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I I know. I knew my Volkswagen mechanics by name. Yeah, the lab coat doesn't make it any better. <laughs> Are we done? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, I think so. Should we move on? Ben? We should. What's next right, up? Next Friday? up on the big board is our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, folks. We are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Thirst and Gold podcast. Please head to our website at thirstandgold.busbrow.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can get the show notes that has the links to the stories that we cover and all of the scotches, the bourbons, the beers that we review. 
You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and the rest. Please leave us a review. How many stars, Ronnie? Five stars. If there's six, six stars. Yeah, five hit a six-star review. That would be ideal because that would, you know, undo some of the four-star reviews that are out there. You can email us at podcastthirstycool at gmail.com. You can call us at the phone number that's listed in our show notes. Leave we're, us we're a, a message. We're a five-star podcast, though. Oh, for sure. I know. For I mean, sure. right now on Apple Podcast, we're five stars. See? And that's all there that There was matters. one dick that gave us two stars. I don't know who he is. What did he say? He didn't say anything. He just, he just left a two-star review. What, what kind of shit is that? You got to say know. something. I don't say. I mean, if, why is well, why are we a two star review? I mean, what, why why are you giving us two star review? Yeah, I mean, Yelp doesn't allow you to do that. You can't just leave a review uh, a two star review and not say anything. I think you can, but can you? I think probably. I don't think you can. I think you got to say something. I think yeah. it's a minimum character limit. Yeah. Or maximum care? Minimum let us, care. Let us limit. contact you and see why we're a two-star. Yeah, I'll have you yeah. call some of our of our <laughs> biggest fans, and we know who you are. And we're going to put you in contact with this two-star review person, and you'll set them straight. Uh, you can check us out on my mediocre Twitter account, at Goldthirst, and on Friday's amazing, amazing NFT-worthy Instagram account, at Thirstand and check out all the photography as funny scratches a of, his a lot of NFT talk. <laughs> well, you gotta. I'm trying to like you know. Should we try to sell this episode? <laughs> get people into the world of DeFi, NFTs, and cryptocurrencies, <laughs> so that not everyone is left behind. Left behind, uh, you know, as the people are like, I don't like this internet thing. You don't want to be one of those people. It's like I don't like these cell phones. They, no one's going to use these. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're left behind by the universe. <laughs> Internet. <laughs> Internet. All I hear is. <laughs> Do you remember the sound that it made? Yeah. yeah, I think me and you remember, but maybe some of our listeners don't remember. Well, there was a time when it took you ten minutes to get on the internet just to yeah. actually sit down. And we all heard the same dial tone or the same tone on uh, our phone. Memories. And, and remember the pictures? Like you would download a picture and it would just like sort of like like, like the, the picture would just sort of. What pictures were you looking at, Ben? <laughs> you know, pictures of uh, Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> Brett Favre and, you know, you know, Kobe Bryant, John Starks back then, of course, you know, and Patrick is that, Ewing. Is that nipple? Is that nipple? The nipple's coming through. <laughs> it was it was Patrick Ewing's nipple, you know, from a from a big championship game that we lost. All right, Friday. Anything else to add before we <laughs> before we finish? <laughs> These images loading slowly on my computer. Well, on my compact. <laughs> it was a it was a gateway. Oh, gateway. <laughs> it okay. was a gateway. Yeah, I remember my first computer was a Sony Vio. But it was uh, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, Mariana Rivera. Those are the kind of pictures I downloaded. I don't know about your sick mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm not sleeping at the wheel on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready to uh, anything else to add before we finish up the show? Uh, no, except uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening to us this far in the podcast. If you've gotten this far, God bless you. Yeah, and if you got this far, please shoot us an email. As Friday said last week, email. This is the reason they're giving us two stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Or like you could you could drop it to our DMs on Twitter or Instagram and let us know. Is that is that appropriate? DMs is that is that what kids are using these days? I think it, so, well, yeah. well, you tell me. What, how, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> how should they contact us? Like that. I think that's good. Yeah, I think. All right, you can fax us. <laughs> all right, please send us a fax. <laughs> at 818-555-5555. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week.